What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 39. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. It's me. How's it going, Greg? Uh, it's going well. And mm-hmm. I complimented you before the show began, and it needs to be done on air. I said, did you get another haircut? Because I oh, yeah. feel like you just got a haircut two weeks ago. But here's what I'll say. I don't care if you got a haircut last week, three days before this haircut. Whatever you're doing, it is working. This is the best you've ever looked. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, when you when you hired me and told me that you're going to pay me the kind of funny money, that's when I was like, all right, I'm I'm going to need a second job. I'm going to need a second job to to live in this in this city. Uh, But I'm also going to get a haircut every two weeks. Every two weeks is what you're doing. Wow. No, I'm, no, I'm, de- I'm definitely not. Wait, no, no, no. wait, wait, real uh, quick, bless. Have you heard mm-hmm. about this thing that's going on with, I think it's Mastercuts, Supercuts, one of those. Mastercuts? Is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never heard thing. of Mastercuts. Right, it's, the heard of thing Super. it's the same thing as Supercuts. Don't get all worked up. But $15 a month. Wait, is it, is, it the same thing as, is it the same thing as Supercuts because you messed it up and it's actually Supercuts? No, Master Mastercuts is There a is thing. an actual thing called yeah. Mastercuts. Okay. I, I highly believe that Mastercuts exists. Okay, that anyways, sounds like but I will go into the mall. Here's the thing. That. Oh yeah, there's one at Tanfran here. Yeah. There it is, Mastercuts. Oh, it actually says closed, but usually it Yeah, it, it closed. That's that's where we we used to It doesn't matter. But 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month unlimited haircuts. 15 bucks a month. You can go every to week. Fuck up my hair. No, to they, fuck up my come hair. Come on. Week. They know what they're doing. Come on. I those, I, those I went to Supercuts. I went to Supercuts once as a kid never again they fucked me up on a level that i didn't even know was possible actually actually was it supercuts or was it cost cutters it might have been cost cutters which should have been my first clue because they're called cost cutters I, but like, I used to go to cost cutters all the time that here's yeah. the thing you find someone good you get in a good relation 14 years i went to get my hair cut with the same woman 14 years i miss her every day wherever you are right? tina f- please look for me See, here's the thing. Like, as a kid, I used to get my, my hair cut by my dad all the time. He was the one that took care of it. At a certain point, my uh, dad moved to Nigeria to open up an orphanage and a clinic and do a bunch of stuff there. Uh, and so, like, I was left without a barber after a certain point. And so that was that, the big that was the big downside to your dad moving to Nigeria. <laughs> yes. You were left without a barber. <laughs> every time, every time he talks about his dad, I'm more and more interested. We're I know, like, right? we, we got to do a show with your dad. Yeah, you should. Uh, we have cool to, friends with your dad. Definitely don't want me to do. We have cool friends with my dad. That would, it, it would the first half. Of it would be us trying to figure out technology and us okay. trying to figure out how Fair. to get him. No, to, we like, would tech that out beforehand. You know, he also lives in Nigeria. Yeah, and, we'll like, send him a box. Open the box. Everything's already set up. I was gonna say, Mike Bithel lives in London. We can make things work with him. I don't. See, I don't see the difference. I guess. But I, I just know my dad and technology, and I don't think those two things would would mix together. Um, okay. But yeah, no, when my dad left, I was left without a barber, which meant that um, uh, me and my mom had to figure out this whole hair situation. And so sure. that's what led to me going to Supercuts because she was like, oh, yeah, we'll go get the or cost cutters or whatever. We'll go get like the, the cheaper option to get your hair cut because my mom very much uh, a penny pincher. Penny you know, pincher, save, loves, save loves, a few... Yep, she loves to save money. She loves to 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 save pennies when she can, uh, and where she can. And so, went to cost cutters. Uh, very nice, polite white lady that cut my hair. Sure. And very obviously did not know what she was doing. Like she cut my hair. But here's and, the like, thing: looked- Did you ask her? Did you look at her in the eyes and and ask her? Do you know what you're doing with this particular type of hair? Because I absolutely that's, not. Yeah. And I should have. No. You should. The, like, the thing, it, I was different. a kid. Yeah. I was a kid. I didn't realize that like. 
a like a white woman from central illinois might not know how to cut my hair the correct way very, <laughs> easy, mistake to, very, very easy mistake to, to 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 make exactly and so after that like i'd made the decision that i'm only going to either black barbers or barbers that can claim that they know what they're doing like if you if, you, if you're good enough to where you're like oh no i've worked with this type of hair before mm-hmm. i might trust you but i've hit the point where i have a dedicated barber now but, here's, I, but I how hard of a sell would that be to you if you are driving by because i remember when you moved here they tr- trying to find a barber for you was tough mm-hmm. you talked about this you were struggling yes. before you realized there was one right underneath us that literally specialized in your exact hair yes but how like how would you decide if you're just rolling through and you're like, oh, there's a beauty salon barbershop and they have a sign in the window that says, yes, we can cut black people's hair. And you walk in, it's just all white people. Are you going to be like, if it's, if I walk in and it's all white people, I'm going to pause for a second. Especially, like, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm not going to be like, hmm, I don't know about that. And I, it, it might be a thing where I go to Yelp, check out the page, check out yeah. what they've done. Yeah, and if, yeah, and well, if, if they've, if they've had good results, like, cause obviously they're going to have pictures there. And so if the pictures look good, Sure, I'll trust you. Like, do your do your thing. Like, I'm not against white barbers because I have had white barbers do a great job with my hair. Sure. Um, usually, those white barbers are located in black barber shops, uh, which is the thing because, like, you know, like if you, if you're good at doing hair, you're good at doing hair. Um, but it all, it all depends on the situation. You know, it's about research. Do you remember the movies Barbershop? Yes, I do show? remember the movie. Do you it, remember the spinoff movie Beauty Shop? No, I don't. Didn't they do Beauty Shop? Queen Latifah. I reviewed it. I reviewed it for the uh, Vox magazine in Columbia, Missouri. Really? Uh, you know? Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Everybody. Why? Kevin Bacon, great. Uh, they had movies, and if you wanted to go watch the movies and write reviews, you could. And I, I drew a beauty shop that week, and I had low expectations because I, you know, it's a spinoff to Barbershop, which I had enjoyed as well. But like, really, what's going to happen? Queen Latifah killed it. I mean, I understand that. It's like when I went and watched, uh, I think it was called First Sunday. There was like a Sunday movie that was like a spinoff of Friday, I think. Oh, and I watched that it being right. like. Yeah, is it was it called First Sunday? I I'm remember on Cat it. Williams was in it. Yeah, uh, I remember Cat Williams was it was in it. I had a few other folks that were in it. And there was like, like a three go- year period where Cat Williams was in everything, and it was like, all yeah. right, oh, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I Dude, remember that I, period. I love that period. Cat Williams, I feel like doesn't yeah, get First enough Sunday's credit. First right. Yeah, dude, I, I I went to that movie thinking it was gonna be bad. Came out of it being like that not was terrible. pleasant, not terrible, not terrible, pretty wow. funny. Cat Williams, can you throw it. throw up the uh, First Sunday cover here poster? Because this is this is a snapshot in time of <laughs> actors here. All right, yeah, there you go. Dude, Great. That's exactly what I'm looking it. at. So oh, Cat Williams, yeah, it. right there in the front. Tracy yep. Morgan, yep. Ice Cube. Then, as you start to go back, right What's behind wrong with Tracy Morgan. Nothing's wrong with Tracy Morgan. I just didn't like Tracy the attitude awesome. in which you said that. Oh, I apologize. No, this is not a slight of Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan's great. He's great in Thirty Rock. Big fan. But then behind him, the principal from Boston Public, whose name I don't recall. I apologize. But great on Boston Public, right? Uh, across from him, a woman whose face I recognize, but I don't know where. I feel like she's just one of those character actors. She pops up in a lot of things. Probably, then behind yeah. Boston Public guy, a, another woman who's a character actor who is in everything and always is delightful. But then across from her, I had to squint because that looks like modern day, and this isn't a race thing, a modern day Steve Harvey. But no, oh, it turns right. out Steve Harvey from 2000, uh, well, 2020 stole this man's look from 2008 because that is exactly Wait, is that, what Steve Harvey looks Steve Harvey? That is not Steve Harvey. Whoa. Hold on. We got to figure I'm getting this first Sunday. First Sunday. That blows my mind. Because I'm oh. not wrong, right? This isn't like, 
my Hold privilege on, showing here, right? That that yeah. I am trying to find a higher res image. I mean, I mean, just zoomed in. Look, look at that's, it. That's I zoomed that in. That is a lot. Michael Beach. That is Michael Beach. Who? Oh, that's not. I've Steve seen Harvey. in a bunch of different things. But again, what I'm saying here is, From if you apart, look right now, if you're an audio listener, pull over, open up the YouTube, and look at where we are right now in the time code, and look, because that is exactly what Steve Harvey dresses like now on the Family Feud. Mm-hmm. Zoomed in, it's very obviously not Steve Harvey. Obviously, zoomed obviously. out. Zoomed out. I I could have sworn Steve, that was Steve Harvey, and I was like, I don't remember Steve Harvey being in that movie, but good for him. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about PlayStation. This is PSI Love You XOXO. It is our weekly deep dive into all things PlayStation. Busting and I come together each and every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. on YouTube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe to talk about all things sony if you like that consider going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where of course you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do you can be part of the show with your questions comments concerns and your psn profiles and of course you could be watching it live that's right you could watch it live on monday afternoon as we record it just like madeline is tyler is joe kerr 9787 is joseph hooper is joseph hooper says i went to super cuts once and let me tell you no sauce in that haircut <laughs> that's not what you want to hear that's not what you want to hear not at all no, by the no, way no. greg who you were you were referring to earlier uh saying this ladies and everything is loretta divine who like yes is, well, i don't yeah, know that but is isn't everything um including i like I loved her in uh, the Carmichael show, which is a show that doesn't get enough love featuring What's Gerard the Carmichael? Carmichael show. Gerard Carmichael comedian who again okay. doesn't get enough love. I highly recommend his stand-up special. Okay. He has a special okay. called eight that debuted on HBO. That is excellent. Like I put him up there with like your, like Dave Chappelle's and other great black comedians. Oh, He's okay. very much like a more toned down, like chill laid back, uh, even like even toned kind of a comedian where wait, he's, a, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're putting yeah. him on the same level of Dave Chappelle, who's one arguably the best stand up comic out there. I'm putting him on, on not I'm necessarily like the level. Pretty, like, that's, that's pretty I'm not saying I'm not, not saying he's on he's the same tier or that he's because I mean you just said, just Dave so Chappelle. you know you you just said that just so you I, know I, I did say you something. Did say that. I, I mean like is this the show you're talking about? Yes, the Carmichael show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the dude on the left is Gerard Carmichael. Um, but I put him in like that same kind of ecosystem of like you're. I, I guess maybe I'm just saying he's a black comedian at this point because I, I I view him the same way I view Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle and um, uh, uh, Chris Rock, where he's just he's so good at at cultural commentary, so good at you know talking about black culture and framing it in a way where I think anybody can listen to it or watch it and and laugh. Gerard Carmichael excellent excellent comedian you should check him out and carmichael show uh really good and that's where that's one of the places i know uh, loretta divine from but and she's where, also in where everything. can you see that the carmichael show yeah i don't know i'm not Netflix plugging it they're not they're not kind of funny you just plugged thing. them <laughs> uh, i you think keep, I, you, you might be able to watch that that's why i know loretta divine was also on boston public there you go boston public a great show i watched the carmichael show on hulu kevin but that was a while ago thank you i don't know if it's still on there how hard do you think it is to get Loretta Devine on uh, We Have Cool Friends? I would love to have Loretta Devine on We Have Cool Friends. Are you kidding me? Are you are you interviewing her or me? Or are we both doing it? Are we tagging? You are interviewing her. Okay. She, okay. Like I'm I'm intimidated by every celebrity. I'm looking on people now. It's helpful if they have a Twitter. She has a Twitter. She's verified too. Okay. All right. We're dropping. A also, she's been in like Medea stuff too, which you might know her from sure. from if you've seen like all the Medea stuff. I haven't seen all the Medea stuff, but I've seen a lot. I've seen a I lot. I forget of which one specifically she's in. I, but I she's really in... feel like if you see one Medea movie, that's probably enough. You know, 
I just don't like. I don't. I don't get the gimmick there. Remember when she now, went to you, jail? Well, yeah. I was gonna say, are you watching the Medea movies or like the the plays? What? You know, like know, you know how play what? Like you know how like they did like stage performances for like the Medea stuff, and then they they made movie. That. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Medea Medea goes to jail. Started off first as like a play, and then they turned it into a movie. That's I think that I, no I think idea. that's the case for like. Maybe the majority of Medea stuff. Wait, I'm stuff. sorry. Yeah, like so, a, are you watching the plays? Where do you watch the plays? You, can you plug them, or no good on that either? I watched the plays in 2006 <laughs> on a like, on a VHS, maybe a DVD. Was everybody? Good? Whenever you're hearing this, hold on. Whenever you're hearing this at on Monday, September 28th at 2:14 p.m. Pacific time, I tweeted at Loretta Divine. Can I interview you on We Have Cool Friends? And I gave her the playlist for We Have Cool Friends. So go like that and say, Yeah, you should, Loretta. Yeah. Do, yeah. I'm shocked you guys didn't know about the Medea plays. Housekeeping for you. Uh, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, of course, where we put up kind of funny games daily each and every weekday. But also, Blessings Ben Helming first impressions right now. There is a new one up that went Friday Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2, where Barrett and Tim talk about that, talk about the roster. Uh, before then was Hades, is it a game of the year candidate? And before then was some Mario game. We don't care though, because it's a PlayStation show. So, whatever. How dare you? What's up next, David? Do you know what's coming in uh, first impressions next? Uh, Probably Mario 35, but oh, I just tend to know. we'll see. Okay, you know, we okay. might depending on on anything. That big happens, week for games. Up, but you figure yeah, there's we- Crash, there's Star Wars, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Exactly. But they'll probably get reviews. Hopefully, knock on wood. If we get codes, <laughs> yeah. I'm not refreshing the inbox. Are you? Uh, th- why don't you, ladies and gentlemen, be like our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo. Get healthy with Hiram at gmail.com. Tombach, skin tight salmon, Jeffrey, peep 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 long, Julian the gluten free gamer, Sancho West Gaming, and James Hastings. Of course, they went to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Like you can to be part of the show, get it ad free, and get it with the post show. But they went that extra step to be a Patreon producer for the month and get their name read in each and every. P.S. I love you, XOXO. Today, our sponsor is Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with topic of the show. Blessing. Greg. We have on the dock for P.S. I love you, XOXO, a menagerie of possible topics of the show. Where if we're ever like, you know what, if we obviously want to talk about the news and the information and all the stuff there. The big topics. Exactly. What what are the things we need to be tackling when we have time? And this list has only grown and grown and grown because every week we come in thinking we're going to do one of the topics and every week something crazy happens with the PlayStation 5 and we get going. However, this week, the worlds merge. Where I want to talk about the PlayStation 5, obviously, is we are here in the run-up to lunch, or launch of lunch as well. Uh, can you believe how close we are to actually hopefully maybe having our hands on the PlayStation 5? Which is a separate conversation. Yeah, actually, Dude, we're under, do, when are, under two when, months away. When are we going to get a PlayStation Five? Because you figure Xbox Series Xs, they're out there already. They're in the wild. People are using them. I'm not frantically checking my FedEx either. Don't worry about that. Well, what's up with our Xbox Series X? It's coming this week. We're getting it this week. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. But again, this PlayStation show, they're dead to us. Who cares? Of course. What? When do you think we'll actually get a PlayStation Five? Because this is such a weird year. Where remember PlayStation Four? The way it worked when I was at IGN. We didn't get them advanced. What we did is we all went to the event in New York, me and Scott Lowe. We each got one there that we brought back that were the offices things. But we only did that event a few days before the rest of the world got them. It wasn't like we had months and months with them. So it's crazy that these Xbox uh, Series X is already out there. But again, Mm -hmm. it's 2020. It's a pandemic. It's a different kind of world. Do you think PlayStation is going to follow suit and we're going to get PlayStation 5 super early? Super early? No. I think it will be like a one week, two week before thing where it is... Hey, we want we want to send out Demon Souls and Spider-Man Miles Morales, 
Miles Morales PS5 and whatever like the PS5 launch lineup is, we want to be able to send that out for y'all to review. And I think whenever they're ready to start that process, I think that's when they start sending out PS5s. But I don't think I I think the reason why Xbox is so generous is because they're pulling out all the stops right now. And they got ground trying. to make up, right? Yeah. Yeah, ground to make up. And like they've been doing such a good job of of, of making that up. And like, you know, the this next generation is kind of all about power and it's all about convenience and it's all about the SSD and the way in which they've gone. And, and also like it's a, for Xbox, it's all about an ecosystem. And like a thing to point out on the Xbox side of things is that backwards compatibilities play such a huge role into the Xbox ecosystem to where compared to the PlayStation ecosystem, yes, PS4 games are going to be backwards compatible, but I don't think that's necessarily what the focus is for PlayStation. On the Xbox side, though, like all the units that that uh, uh, media are getting of Xbox Series Xs aren't coming with new games. They aren't really even coming with optimized games. I don't think like it's all backwards compatible in terms of the library. And so, like you figure the, for now, right? And yeah. As we get closer, those things start getting turned on. You assume exactly. And so, I, but but I, I I think whenever PlayStation is ready to uh, you know get into hey, this is what next gen is for us. I think that's when we start to see people in the wild get PS5s. Well, speaking of what is next gen to us, the thing we have that's on the front of our minds, blessing, as the host mm-hmm. of this show, and of course, as we're on this two month uh, eve, right? Or not even almost one month now, I say, just to make feel sooner of uh, PlayStation Five being in our hands, is what is the launch lineup going to look like? And so today we're going to play a game because we love playing prediction games here, blessing. Yeah, we do. Predict the PlayStation Five Metacritic scores for the launch games. Colon. Blessing and Greg edition 2020 TM featuring Kevin, the big dog, Coelho, parentheses, not in the photo. I see. I see. That's so, your title. That's what I pulled up here for you on the doc is the launch lineup for the PlayStation 5. I have pulled this from a site I understand to be reputable, IGN.com, in their wiki guide for what they are. So this is what they're listing as launch games in case something has slipped through the cracks or I missed it. You can yell at me, but really, I'll save you the middleman. Go to Per Schneider on Twitter, Per at Per, at per IGN, and yell at him, all right? He's the guy who did this. No, I mean, do I don't know that. if you should That's, do that. That seems too much. It's already saying, done. It's already done. There's no it's undoing just a, it. It's just a chain of events. You can yell at me, but then I got to go and I got to talk to Per. If you just go straight to Per and let him know, you say at Per at IGN, and this could go either way. At, let's just say all goes right at Paradise IGN. I wanted to thank you for PS. I love you XO this week. The guys used IG at IGN. Period. Everybody's happy. We look good. However, if you're mad about it at Paradise IGN, hey, game X is missing from the launch lineup thing. Thought you'd like to know. Heard about it on PS. I, mean, I love you I XO. I don't. I don't know if Pear has any. Like in like, I don't think he has any involvement. Like, I would think that this is a. Uh, I don't know. Like a Joe Scrubbles, Jordan Alleman, Jonathan Dornbush. I mean. If we you know? really want to cut out the middleman and you're going to sit here and get mad that one of your games isn't on this list, it's a wiki, which means you can go edit it. So I guess really what you should That's do point. is go to your bathroom and look in the mirror and go, hey, insert your name here. You're a fucking idiot. Why did you forget to put your favorite game, game on this list? Then you go to IGN.com and you go in the wiki and you add the game as a launch lineup. Now, also interesting, if we want to have a little bit of grabbler happening here, you could also then, after we talk about this, go in there and change all the games to launch games. I, I knew oh, this is where this is going. This is—they're gonna lock this thing because of us. 
<laughs> Janet Garcia is just like, oh my, she's listening no, to this episode. Like, happening? oh my God, oh, somebody, no. she's in the company Slack or Trello now. Like everybody watching. Why is this the N64 lineup on the PS5 page? Uh, so we have the games listed here and we can go through and predict them. The question will need to be, will we need to do every one of these games? What are the criteria? So on and so mm-hmm. forth. Blessing, here's what I have listed from again, IGN.com at Paradigm or email Janet Garcia, her email. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Demon Souls Remastered, Bug Snacks, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, Destruction All-Stars, DMC5 Special Edition, Fortnite, Godfall, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Observer System Redux, Watch Dogs Legion, Maneater, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, and Rainbow Six Siege. So now as we come through, we want to talk about what we think these Metacritics are going to be for these games. Do we want to limit it to the biggest five? Do we want to go case by case? But like, like Fortnite. Do we give a shit what the Metacritic for Fortnite's going to be when it comes to PlayStation 5 version? That's a good point. Like, do you, I mean, do you even think they review Fortnite on PS5? I think, like, who's going to do that? I don't think it would be a review as much as it would be, hey, we played Fortnite and here's how it plays. And this is like, we already see it happening right now with the Series X articles that are coming out today for previews, right? Of like, it's about load times. It's about improvements. It's about that. You know what I mean? Last night, uh, I was playing uh, Avengers with Fran and Goldfarb on, on Fran's stream. And one of the things we were because we're huge dorks nerding out about was the idea of getting your PlayStation five home and wanting to play Avengers on it right away, just to compare and contrast if the game's running better, loading faster, all that jazz. So I think there's a bunch of games in here that you worry about that way where I would even stretch it out to be like watchdogs Legion. See, and that that's kind of where I'm at. I would just, I would just stick with the games that are launching along line alongside like the launch lineup or near that. And so like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I can't remember the exact release date, whether or not it's coming out before the actual console or not. But something like that I would include because it's it's part of that launch lineup. Whereas Watch Dogs November Legion... 10th. Okay, so yeah, that, that lines up. Watch Dogs Legion comes out in October, right? And so it's like... Yeah. It's probably going to have the same score on both. You would think so, that you would just, yeah, do that. But even, even that said, like... Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a game I'm going to play on my PlayStation 5. Yeah. I, you know what? I say that. Maybe I won't. I'm sure we'll get code early on PlayStation 4. I'll probably want to be ready for a review when it's time to go. I'll probably play. Well, through I mean, what about your your save file? Because you're you're not so. You're, it's not going to be a sure, sure thing if that save file is going to carry forward. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not, yeah. Well, uh, that is a, a major concern for me. I, no, that's a whole bit different thing. Which brings up Haley's question, who wrote into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, uh, "Do you think?" Saves from PS5 will transfer or PS4 will transfer to PS5. Do you think saves from PS4 will transfer to PS5? This is this is already a fun I show. Mean, I'm having a great time on. Yeah. I love you very much. I want you to know that I got in trouble the other day on Games Daily for something similar, where I forget what it was, but I was basically this. I uh, Gary asked me about being able to play games on your PlayStation 5 or your PlayStation 4, and I was like, theoretically. And everyone in the chat wanted to eat my ass in the bad way because like, no, they've confirmed it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying they haven't said that this is going to work. I'm saying believe it when you fucking see it. I don't trust any of this shit as far as I can throw Jack Trenton. And I can't throw him that far. And so the question becomes, until there's a blog post that is like, hey, everybody, we're here to explain how you're getting your PlayStation 4 saves to your PlayStation 5, which could and hopefully is as easy as back it up to the PlayStation Plus cloud. Then backwards compatible the game, or if it's a PlayStation 5 version of the game, it'll know to look for it and stuff like that. That's the hope. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe that they have this as a totally elementary, easy way to do it until it's actually happening. 
Am I wrong, Blessing? Do you believe it? Am I overthinking this? Have I been burned too many times? I mean, do I do I believe what specifically? That like that's going to be super easy to or? get your saves over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fingers crossed. I'm not entire. I'm I'm not sold that it's going to be super easy. And at this point, I'm. It seems like it's going to be a case by case basis. Like I'm going to pull. I'm going to go into the X's and O's and pull in one story uh, that I was saving for there. Um, for Look the PS5 show. watch. Uh, but like, you know, just today, RGG Studio, who does Yakuza, tweeted. Uh, you know, Rise Like a Dragon on PS5 is coming out on March 2nd, 2021. And then they talk about how you can get a first look and all that stuff. They mentioned that digital owners of Yakuza Like a Dragon on PS4 can upgrade to PS5 for free uh, at the PlayStation Store immediately on the game's PS5 release, which is good and exciting news. They then followed up that up six hours later to say, to clarify, physical owners of Yakuza Like a Dragon on PS4 can also use the original disc to upgrade to the PS5 version when it releases on March 2nd, 2021. Also good news, they didn't fall they then follow that up to say save data will not be transferable between the PS4 and the PS5 versions of the game. And that's talking about Yakuza uh Like a Dragon. I if Yakuza Like a Dragon doesn't have that feature, I don't know how much hope I can have for many other games. Like, I assume that's the thing that they're probably working on and trying to figure out. And, like, I don't understand why that wouldn't be the case. I don't think that makes sense that it wouldn't be the case unless it is a remaster situation. But as we understand, that's not the that's not the situation with Like a Dragon. Like, these are the same... It's like same game, but, like, PS4 and PS5 versions. It's that idea that it sounds so simple. But in reality, how a system looks at a save and applies that to two different machines and bringing in information from a different machine and putting in the... There's so much weird shit there that I really... It's not that I don't have faith they're going to figure it out. I just think it's going to be more complicated than we imagine. And I think it's going to be... Even once it's more complicated than we imagine, I don't know if everybody's thought it out for launch. It's like, yes, to bring it back to Avengers, because obviously that's what my life revolves around. Last night on France stream, we were talking about it, and we were having the similar conversation of like this, and I was like, I'll believe it when I see it that's ready to go to launch. And so many people in the chat were like, no, Greg, they said it'll be ready on launch day for your PlayStation 5. And I Googled it in, while we were loading, because there's in intense loading. <laughs> Googled it, found a Marvel.com article from June. Before Avengers was out, before we knew the release date of the PlayStation 5, and it's that thing of like, if the PlayStation 5, if Avengers very specifically was like Destiny, where my save is in Bungie's hand and in the cloud, and there's like yeah. nothing, there's other than like maybe, and I don't even know if this is right for Destiny anymore, but arguably system settings are on the unit. Cool. Avengers saves your shit locally. So I have a PlayStation 4 file for, I have a PlayStation 4 Avengers file that has all my information in it. How am I going to get that to the PlayStation 5 and have the PlayStation 5 communicated? I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I think it's complicated in a way that is above my pay grade. And I'm not sure has is as ambiguous as Sony has been for all of us about all of this information, about what the fucking UI looks like, about what trophies look like, all the nerdy things we want that either, number one, they know only the hardcore care about and they're going to buy it anyway. So why waste our breath with it? Or number two, they're still figuring out how has that been communicated to developers and publishers? Has Square been working with them hand in hand the entire way of understanding the exact systems of how this is going to go? And if they have or haven't, and they're leading up to it and figuring out as they go, is that going to be ready in November? I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. And that's why like, I'm very much fingers crossed because as far as I can understand and see, Xbox has that figured out on their side. Mm -hmm. Like from what I understand, like 
Xbox One saves are carrying forward to Xbox One hundred percent consoles. And if they can figure it out, you know, I'm not gonna say if they can figure it out, then PlayStation can, fig- can figure it out because it might it might come back to hey, this is how the system was architectured for PS4, which just doesn't function with the PS5. Like maybe it's yeah. something along those lines. But fingers crossed that that's not not the case. I have full faith that like. There are gonna be there are gonna be games where your saves carry over, and you know it. It's probably gonna be easier in the case of like something like a Destiny, where it is, hey, your saves are in their hands, right? Or like the way in which I believe uh, GTA Five worked, where when you jump from PS3 to PS4, people were able to carry forward their online save because that was a thing that was part of the the Rockstar service, as opposed to that to server just side, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, when it comes to, I I I've very much been of the assumption that. Oh yeah, with cloud saves, this is an easy thing. Like that's just that's just gonna gonna carry over. The, the same way I save all my cloud saves on my PS4, that's just gonna carry into my PS5. And, and I hope it's gonna work that way for for backwards compatible backwards compatible games. I don't. I it has to. Like it has to. I, I right? and I want to make it very clear. It's not me saying that that's too good to be true. That's the not how it work. Yada yada yada. I hope all that's correct. I hope that I'm here and. I'm just worrying about something that isn't a concern. I've just been the guy before that covered these plans of, oh, well, if you get a PSP Go, GameStop is looking into a device where you can bring your UMDs in and then it can scan it and give you a code. And you can, and it's like, it, that shit never came to be. And again, that's not on PlayStation necessarily, yada, yada, yada. But that was on their ambiguous messaging of they were looking into things and how they were going to do all these different places and parts for it. So it's like, to be here... About a month from release, a month and a half will be generous, right? Like it is that thing of, I could go for more clarity. I could go oh, for yeah. knowing exactly how this is going to work. I could go for an Avengers post of, hey, we're excited for you to upgrade to next gen. On PlayStation 5, it'll work this way. On Xbox, it'll work this way. Very excited for you to get out there and have your thing. I can't believe they've not done the UI breakdown yet. And I know that's like a an inside baseball, like you're the, the, hard, the hardcore the hardest of the hardcore audience are the ones that are looking for that. And that's yeah. something that you can probably upload on your site like three weeks beforehand, two weeks beforehand and be like, Hey, this is what the UI looks like. This is our launch breakdown of the PS five. And they could get, they could get away with it. And there's wouldn't be much wrong with that, but I'm surprised that like already just to build that hype cycle and like get us excited and to like build trust for us in terms of like what we're buying uh, in like a month and a half. I'm surprised they've not done that yet. Yeah. And I think, again, this is where, you know, covid and everything else really hurts where i think that this historically right would have been a giant blog post from them earlier would have been asked in every e3 and you would have had some kind of thing there at the very least it would have been like in the old days where eric lempel would we'd go to some loft downtown and he would show us all this stuff and then we'd go write about it and talk about it like i think of you know that egm i had for the playstation 2 launch it's still uh, on the bookcase right of just like this thick Bible of everything you needed to know and how it worked and what it looked like. And you would think Game Informer would have something like that as well. But the way the timelines for marketing have been thrown off, the fact that they can't just have us bop down to San Mateo and play a bunch of PlayStation 5 stuff and come back and report on it and talk about it. It is a whole new ball of wax on where it is and how they'll talk about it. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, back to this. Sorry for rating this. So like, I think you knock off Maneater. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Congratulations. I'm glad the Shark Game's getting updated. Uh, Destiny 2, Beyond Light, like whatever. Rainbow Six Siege, whatever. Fortnite, whatever. Not that I don't care about these games. More of like, do you care what the review of the PlayStation 5 is going to be? Are they going to even get yeah. enough PlayStation 5 things? I think you start then getting... I, I like the point you're bringing up of like Watch Dogs Legion. It's like, well, that's already been out. 
for yeah. almost a month of that part. You know what I mean? It, it definitely half a month. Does so it like, get assigned okay. new scores? Yeah. And so I think it makes sense then to like really narrow it down to obviously Spider-Man, obviously Demon Souls, obviously Bug Snacks. I think Assassin's Creed is the one you could make a maybe you do it, maybe you don't. Cause again, I think that's going to be getting reviewed on current gen, maybe Xbox Series X just because of accessibility. Uh Astros Playroom for sure, Destruction All Stars. And then it's like DMC five special edition. I, I think assume we can it's, that. I was gonna say I think it's gonna be right around what the other one is. Godfall, yeah. I would think, is a for sure one. Yeah. Uh Sackboy Big Adventure. And then Observer, I would say no. Yeah, I would but, say no too, because is that not the same game? I believe that's like, like the special because it's yeah. Observer uh, System Redux, so it's just the expanded P- PS5 version of it, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so read. So I think what we have left then. is good. Okay. Yeah, it's Observer System Redux is just Observer again with for this. So then the list stands: at Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls Remastered, Bug Snacks, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, Destruction All Stars, Godfall. Sackboy, a big adventure. Blessing, Adioye Jr. Greg Miller. What is your prediction for what Sackboy, a big adventure, gets on Metacritic? And so, also, we have to. I, what do you want to do? You want to do. This is going to be my question about the rules because yeah, we, had, yeah. we had a whole thing during Gamescast. We're like halfway through. We're like, all right, so what are we doing? Are we doing who gets closest? Are we trying to get the exact number? I think it's. I, I like Price is Right, and I know Kevin hates it, but he's not on part of the show. Mm. I think it's I think it's prices right. He's so in the closest title, what? without going over. Just for this segment. Mm. Okay. Closest without going over is what we do for this. And I say we do it. I feel I feel like that puts whoever goes first at a disadvantage. I mean that's prices right, you know what I mean? Can what do you, you switch, want it to be? Just closest can you period? Switch on who's going first? We could alternate, yeah. yeah. How about that? Does that make you feel better? Oh uh, bless. Yeah. Okay, so it's closest that. without without going over. Price is right rules. And then we're alternating each pick. We alternate each pick. Cool. We'll start from bottom and go to the top. Cool. So we'll end on Spider-Man. Uh, but the question I have is what obviously Metacritic changes over time. Oh. I feel I feel like a month feels too far out. A week doesn't feel far enough because that'll be us still like, oh, we got a PlayStation. We're excited. We're talking about it. I wonder if it's more is two weeks enough, you think? I think two weeks works. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be as of two weeks after. So it'd, be, it'd probably be, hold on, hold on, hold on. The 12th is what day of the week? Friday? Is that a Friday this year? Uh, the 12th oh, of November? Th- Thursday, yeah, yeah. So then, yes. how about this then? Since we figure that, so stick with me because this is going to get convoluted quick. Mm-hmm. The 12th is Thursday. So our yes. first PS I Love You with it would be the 16th. Yes. I, do you, you want to do it then? The 30th? The, yeah, the 30th. So November 30th is when we'll do this. Yes. This will be, that the episode that'll go up December 1st for people. Right. And there's a possibility because... Uh, no, that's right. We'd be back. So yeah, November 30th. November 30th slash December 1. That's what we're cutting this down to to figure out these predictions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me put this in. And then it's 1130 plus 12. Okay. Okay. So then. Sackboy, a big adventure. Blessing, Adioye Jr. I like this one because there's not much for us to go to go off uh, from when in terms of like this is the this is the first Sackboy a big adventure. Like it's not Little Big Planet Four. Sure. Um, hmm. I think this is gonna be a good game. 
like I think this is gonna be a pretty good game. Obviously, like it's doing the uh Mario 3D world thing in terms of setup, but like little big planet and like all basically all those things are quality like the 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 inspiration that is taking is quality little big planet historically has been pretty quality in terms of uh, uh um in terms of those games sure the thing that throws it off for me is sumo digital oh okay and i'm looking back at sumo, sumo, some recent sumo digital projects okay. and we have hotshot racing uh for switch ps4 xbox one we have a game called spider that i've never heard of for ios then we have team sonic racing which i liked but i think i liked more than the average uh critic right yeah because that's the thing is remember we're not talking about what we think we'd give it or anything like that you're talking about what the metacritic is going to net out as for this game yes and we also have like crackdown 3 which you know was not great um you have snake pass you know which which was was a launch title which was good i don't know how it reviewed um should have gotten a 10 out of 10 i don't know what it got but it should have been 10 out of 10 love that game sumo digital did little big planet 3 which i didn't realize Uh, right now, Snake Pass for Switch has a seventy-two on Metacritic. Okay, see, Shockingly and that's kind low. of what I—that's what I would—I would have guessed. I feel like Metacritic usually skews lower in terms of they do. It's like bullshit. what you think. I hate it. It's that thing where it's like you know, Metacritic always brings in all the scores, so like it gets this whole. It, it, what game do you know that's universally beloved? Right, it takes it's so hard to get that. Exactly, like even like the best games end up getting like a 90, 80, or 89. Yeah, yeah, eighty-eight. Yeah, I pulled numbers for for this. Obviously, uh, we just talked about Snake Pass, but Little Big Planet Three had a seventy nine or has a seventy nine as of when I did this, right? But I was like shocked to look back and like I was like, oh, for Assassin's Creed, I want to pull those, right? Uh, Origins has an eighty one, Odyssey has an eighty three. For Spider Man uh, PS four, that has an eighty seven. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, fuck. Like it is that hard. I think to really even for these games that I even if you just want to go to Spider Man, which I think is a standout amazing title it's still an 87 on metacritic i have a lot of faith for Sackboy, a big adventure if you're telling me that sumo did little big little big planet 3 and that guy i am telling you that i i know little big planet 3 didn't set the world on fire uh like the previous games did and so i'm gonna go hmm i'm gonna go 81 81 yes for Sackboy's. Of Sackboy, Two points a big adventure. Two points higher than Little Big Planet Three. Well, here's the thing: is I'm going to say 82, but mm-hmm. well, no, it's closest without going over, right? Yes. So yeah, that would work because I'm going to say 82, but I think it gets higher. I think this is going to. If I was predicting, if and I'm not, I'm I'm locking it in as an 82, right? Because it's closest without going over. It's See the thing, the, the, the thing. No, you're, you're. I mean, you're right. If you think because then if I got anything higher, higher right? Anything yes. higher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I think what this might turn into, though, with these rules, is at a certain point, not even at a certain point. Like it is going to be all right. Do I think it's lower? One dollar, Bob. Do I think it's higher? Yeah, one one point higher. So what's your what's yours? You just want to be as close to being it as close. What is? I. Th- I think we might want to do like as close as possible, like like take out the uh, without going over thing. Okay, okay, okay. So that way, now if it's eighty one and lower, or um, what I guess, yeah, eighty one and lower, I get it. Eighty two and higher, you then get it. Sure. Because the thing about prices, right, is that usually there's like seven people or whatever, and so like that becomes more of a. You're right. You're right. You know, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay, that makes sense to me. Cool. So you still going I still 82? say 82 then, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, the closest, that's the only way I can be closer. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. I think, but I do think it's gonna be higher. I could see this. What do you? What is? I mean, what are your overall? Oh, here's what we should for... do. Here, all right. Here's what we do. Hmm. It's you get the point for being closest without going over, but if you get it on the nose, you get two points. So there's actually this 82 business. Like I don't think it's getting an 82. Mm-hmm. Should we just? I, mean, I, think do... that, I think that's good too. Because that then I want to encourage my, to you and me both not just to do one over, right? And like be higher okay. or lower. One Even over, like I said, is interesting as well. I'm down with that. If you, you get two points, if you get it right on the money. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Okay, cool. So well, we're keeping re- prices right, Wills. No, 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 we're, no. I don't think we're doing that. It's just as clo- whoever's closest. But if you get it, does that not make sense anymore? That makes sense. I don't know if it does because you're giving me that face. I, for you. No, I think I think, I, you I, think really both, think I think both ways make sense whether we do prices right rules I or not. I just don't understand why you guys didn't figure this this out beforehand. You People know? love seeing a podcast come together in real time. Sure. Exactly. All right, so it's no longer it's no longer cl- it's just closest. Just be as close as you can. But if you get okay. it on the nose, you get two points. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. Because I'm looking at this game. I'm watching the trailer right now over on the PlayStation, and it looks good. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what is your overall, like, you know, excitement level? Even though I know, like, this might not necessarily be your particular jam. Oh, no, it um, is. Like, Platforming, oh, okay. collecting. I mean, like, I, you know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I loved that. I, I hated the Wii U, so I didn't play much of it. But, like, I loved it in previews, and I loved uh, playing it at friends' houses and playing with them. And so to watch this and see that it is that and how good it looks, period, in terms of just fidelity makes me think that a few different things. I think it's higher than 81 for sure. I think people are going to have such low expectations for it because outside of the super hardcore PlayStation, do people care about Sackboy? Like I do. I think he's awesome. I, I, I'm excited to see him in a new game. I'm excited that this game looks dope uh, and is cool platforming, but I don't think people are hankering for it. And I definitely don't hear people talking about it. So you think it's going to catch people off guard? I do. I think it could catch reviewers off guard and get a few See, in there. The, the, I'm going to say 84. Mm, damn, that's kind of high. I know it is. Damn. Yeah. You, the you, thing is, I, I think it's going to get nines, but I'm just like, really? I'm trying to tell. Yeah, off of the, one, the two trailers we've seen it from it or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could totally be wrong I as mean, always, I, but I think it's going to be really good. I think the thing that's going to hamper it is the fact that I think people are going to play this game and want to compare it so much to Super Mario 3D World. And I don't think Sumo Digital has that in them to make like a super mario 3 world quality thing like i think this game is going to be good like i think it's going to get eights is where i'm sitting at um and like 8.5s and stuff like that but i don't think i think the fact that people are going to be taking it and comparing it comparing it so directly with a mario game is going to put them in a tough spot on the here's my thing though is i don't yes they will be but think of it this way they're really going to be comparing it to the playstation 5's launch lineup and how many games in there are stand out and great and things you would really recommend people pick up on launch day. I feel like launch reviews are such a different thing than established later on reviews. This is very much going to be, hey, you have a PlayStation 5. It's brand new out of the box. What would you like to play on it? What do you want to go with? And I think if Sackboy comes out and is a competent platformer that is cool and has a bunch of stuff, let alone, I'm sure, is going to look gorgeous on the PlayStation 5, use the dual sense for rumbles and feedbacks and all that jazz right i have a feeling it could go higher than that because i think it'll catch people off guard again a game you're not anticipating either where it is such a thing of nobody is talking about sackboy fair fair play things that could really hurt it i think is if it was super short if the platform like the one thing people hate about little big planet right is that sackboy's jumps are floaty 
So mm-hmm. it's like, how did they come into this and build this platformer to not feel that way? Because now that you're not attached to having to have people play, create, share, right? It is just about playing it and going through it. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was about to head. ask, like the this game doesn't have a create mode like other little big planet games do do have, right? To my knowledge, no. Yeah, because I feel I like that might end up being. I think that might end up being a thing that might hamper it too with folks reviewing it. You know, I think when it comes to little little big planet, like the whole idea of that series is creation. And if you're putting out if you're putting out one of these where it is, hey, the focus of this is just to be a good platformer. I think despite that, people like reviewers might might take that in and be like, oh, you know. Little Big Planet without the creation tools ends up feeling meh, and I, I really, I really hope that's not the case. I really hope it comes through and, and, and shines through and ends up being good regardless. But in a review sense, I think that might come into play. It might, yeah. I just think that the Little Big Planet doesn't mean what it used to mean. I don't think people are mm-hmm. out there hankering as much for that, and I think not calling it Little Big Planet helps. Sackboy, a big adventure, and it is this 2.5D platformer. It's, it's four point. players, it, especially what we're talking about in terms of launch lineup. You bring this home, and you want to play something with your significant other, with your kids, with anybody who wants to come over. Like, there's not that many local multiplayer things going on, right? So it is that. Hey, here's something we could all jump in and run around and have fun with. It reminds me of Minecraft Dungeons, which again, to what we're talking about right here, Minecraft Dungeons. I put on my fantasy team this year, and I was like. Money in the bank. That game's going to be fun. It's Minecraft and it's a dungeon crawler. 74. So it's like yeah. maybe, I, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm over it. But I, I look at this and it reminds me of Astrobot, which so many people love. And granted, different teams, don't get me wrong, different franchises. I just think that there is an audience for that, that people would be for stoked sure. to go, go and play. And Where I don't is know NAC3, how. man? Where is NAC3? No, don't, we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't you need don't it. need it. You don't need it. Uh, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, blessing we are free to officially confirm i'm just reading this to make sure hold on i gotta read the guide here real quick yes we can confirm we're playing bug snacks this week let's go we're playing bug snacks everybody everybody's talking about about bug snacks we're talking we're playing bug snacks the first uh... our first preview of a next gen game finally (laughs) i'm all about this i cannot wait to play bug snacks and actually figure out what it is yeah <laughs> that will be the big part about it of what this is yeah exactly hold on i'm gonna tweet it too um well i guess you i gotta go next right because you picked first in that one bug godfall snacks, is the yeah. next one we gotta figure out godfall hold on i'm playing bug snacks this week i wanted you to know that's a good tweet I just we're doing first impressions on it too right yeah we're, we're, the plan is to do first impressions and so that'll i don't well, actually i'm not gonna say yeah, I don't know when the date yeah. is on when we're doing it. I'm just doing that. Bug snacks. Are there bug snack gifts, Kevin? There are. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm playing bug snacks bug this week. Snacks. I wanted you to know. First impression soon. All right, cool. Um, I gotta make sure I didn't type it wrong because I'm stupid. Because I'm a big old. Dumb. Yeah, you, does that happen to you all the time, Bless? You tweet, you read it four times, you tweet it out, and then as soon as you read it again, there's like gibberish. There's a typo, dude. Dude, it happened. Like, I feel like I'm so good about um uh proofreading and so good about not having that happen uh lately though there have been quite a few times where i'm like man fuck and i i I delete my tweets when i have typos in them because i i i I do not like uh myself having typos and it's been happening more and more lately it's been upsetting i hate it yeah uh god falls the next one here blessing at aoe junior from counterplay 
games. What's your hype for Godfall? Of course, it was the one that's like, oh, it's the first next gen thing or PlayStation Five game we're talking about. Yeah, now I think last yeah last year at, at Game Awards, I am looking forward to it. I am excited about it. I'm also, I I'm also just curious about it period because i don't know if this game is going to come out and set the world on fire but all the ingredients that they have in that game like them talking about how it's a looter slasher as corny as a phrase as that is does you know get me a little bit like oh man okay you know i like slashing and i like looting like i like both those things a lot (laughs) all right so far so good (laughs) yeah i really like both of those things a lot aesthetically I, i like the designs of the characters and stuff but it's one of those things too where all the lore stuff they've shown and like the amount of times they've shown this game and so much of it just ends up looking generic it's like all right like you guys aren't doing this game any favors in your marketing and maybe that's because you guys just don't have the stuff to back it up but i'm still holding out hope that this thing is going to be exciting and fun and good and so i'm excited about it uh on a review sense like uh an actual metacritic sense i don't like i'm not i'm not necessarily aiming high (laughs) is is what i'll say (sighs) My gut is in the 70s. And so I feel like uh, my first thought was 78. But then I went and I wanted to know, hey, what did Dauntless get? Dauntless has a 78. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dauntless has more of a impression vibe and feel than Godfall does. Obviously unfair to judge. One's out. One's, one you can go play. One you can do all this for. The other we've just seen trailers and walkthroughs for. But I'm with you of like, when they talk about the game and they show stuff from the game, it looks fun, but it also, I think, looks wholly generic. Yes. Where I have no interest in playing Godfall. And so then the question of where does that come out? I'm going to go with a 74. That's the Metacritic two weeks after the launch of the PlayStation 5. This is where I'm sitting is one. But then I look at the gameplay. The gameplay looks good. Like it look that's the thing is like when this game looks fun, but then also it's a multiplayer online game. And I know mm. traditionally those tends to th- those tend to skew lower in terms of Metacritic. Um there's the generic aspect of it. And there's then there's also the like it's a full price game. Like this game is $70. And that kind of catches me by surprise because I think at a certain point, like I assumed it was gonna be a free-to-play game. Yeah, <laughs> based no, on like the ways they, the ways they've shown it. Uh and like that, I mean that $70 makes me think maybe there's content there like maybe they're able to back this this thing up but then another side of me of me is like what if they don't and that 70 dollars <laughs> makes people <laughs> makes people go whatever they don't well, yeah like what if the 70 dollars makes people go woof this does not live up uh i'm gonna go 68 Ooh, okay okay yeah, yeah. Mm. this is this is such a weird one to do it and i don't mean god feels high for me too i feel like it's such a weird launch to do this for because again these are all games we're going off of trailers right like we haven't played these like there's i mean we've seen gameplay demos like gameplay break yeah but that's never the same you know that's never the same you want to get out Mm -hmm. there you want to feel it in your your hands what the sticks go feel like yeah blessing greg destruction all stars oh this is a good one because i have no idea (laughs) i have no frame of reference to go off of for destruction all stars like in terms of what the how good the actual game is going to be uh because i'm looking at the the developer here, right? Lucid, it has games. Lucid Games and Wushu Studios are are behind it. I have no idea what Lucid Games has done before, if they've done anything before. Actually, oh, no, they've I'm looking done here. A bunch of stuff, yeah. yeah, they've done a bunch. They interesting. They've done Need for Speed, uh, um, Payback, co-developed it with Ghost Games. 
Uh, well, that's the thing, right? On their Wikipedia page, when you go into notes about, about their stuff, right? It's Destruction All-Star, sure. Then it's Need for Speed Payback, co-developed with Ghost Games. Uh, we're going on a bear hunt, which is iOS and Android, right? Yeah, which then was like Grand, a Grand Theft, 2015, Grand oh, no. Theft Auto, Liberty yeah. City Stories, ported the game to iOS and everything else. Before that, Happy Happy Donuts. Before that, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator, ported only together with Double Eleven, a game developed by Coffee Stain Studios. So, like, the most recent stuff they've done is all port stuff. You have to go further back to find uh, Geometry Wars 3, Jacob Jones and the Bigfoot Mystery, uh, PlayStation Vita Pets Puppy Parlor <laughs> uh, from a PlayStation mobile game, right? Yeah, and Travel Bug, Pixel Smash, Christmas. Like, there's all these things. This is, I think, arguably their biggest thing. I guess you could say p- Payback, but I don't know anything about that. And that was a co-developed game. Yeah. Whereas this feels like, hey, we're making a PlayStation 5 game ready to rock and roll. I... I'm going to go 60 for this one. I don't have a gameplay trailer, right? It's like you're running cars into each other. It's got attitude. Yeah, I don't. It's that thing. It's like it looks fun. But like looks and is are very two different things. Yeah, again, something that I think hurts so much not being able to play them ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. Is this 70 bucks to you? How much is Destruction All-Stars? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it might be like one of those 60LR ones. I'm going to look it up. Destruction All-Stars. Bye. $70 for Destruction All-Stars. Oh, oh man. Looking at the, who I'm, I'm on a Legendary Loot here. has a, a 7 minute 50 trailer, it looks like, of customizations and stuff. It, and it's another one of like, you glance at it and it's like, oh, it's Rocket League, but you're smashing into things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. Like, it seems like a halfway point between, like, Rocket League and Twisted Metal, in a way. Which, in theory, could be cool and fresh. Because I think there's a crowd that wants a Twisted Metal-like game. But in practice, does that end up living up? Like, even me saying 60, I know that 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 is low. Um, Is that what you're you're saying? 60, you're locking into 60? Yeah, I'm I'm saying 60. and And I think that comes back to, I think this, I think a launch lineup is going to have duds, right? Oh, yeah, totally. You know, that's, and... That's not me being like Destruction All Stars is gonna come out and be a bad game, but I think especially when you compare it to the rest of the launch lineup, you know, I think there are gonna be those ones where it's like, all right, this is definitely a launch game, and this game being published by Sony kind of gives me hope in terms of okay, yeah, like Sony's pretty good about about publishing quality games, but it's a Sony published launch title, which brings me back to how much of this game is meant to fill in a space, like how much is this game meant to like. You know, it's a smaller experience. Let's just get some content out there. You know, it's cars, yeah. it's this thing, it's trying to uh piggyback off of how obviously multiplayer games are yeah. huge right and now. We, and, want and, to we mentioned, and we mentioned $70, right? And how much of that is them mm. being like, all right, like it's a launch lineup, and like people are going to pay $70 for this thing because what are the other exclusive or yeah, what are the other exclusive from the ground up PS5 games for you to play? Yeah. I thought 65. No, I think I put 68. And then you said 70 again. And so, yeah, a $70 run around and smash into each other destruction game. Like Rocket League is free to play right now, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How do they describe this on the Wikipedia page? Uh, destruction All-Stars is an upcoming vehicular combat game developed by Lucid Games and published by Sony. Mm. God, tough. 70 bucks. It is tough. tough. It one. is tough. I'm gonna say 64. 
I can see it. Uh, up next here on our list is Astros Playroom. Now, this is the, hey, here's how you work this thing. Yes. Is this one worth doing? I you know, I look back, you know, like the Playroom, obviously with your PlayStation 4, has an NA. It wasn't even done on uh, mm-hmm. uh, that there, PlayStation 4 uh, thing. Playroom VR has a 77. Of course, Astrobot Rescue Mission has a 90. See, I think this one is interesting because um, this is one that I think people are going to be looking forward to. But it's like it's also weird because it is a built in like this is this is us giving you a tech demo kind of thing. And so I think this will get reviews because people are fans of Astrobot. Um, but I also think it's just a an interesting question of, all right, but how much is this an Astrobot game and how much is this a playroom? Like how much is this just like a you know showcase of, of, of this thing and what our expectations are? What are our expectations for it? Yeah. Um I have this in my my fantasy draft. Could be like, I think it's gonna do well. Egg on your face if it doesn't get reviewed. A zero. Enough. Somebody's for you. somebody's gonna review it. Well, enough people review. I guess open credit works on different things, right? Yeah. Like at least one if I think one person reviews it, it's gonna get on open credit, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that's if that's the case, I just, I just need that one person to give it a ten. It's an intro well, you're up first, I guess. So you have to right, yeah. I think you're up first. Oh, no, you're right. I am up first. Fuck, 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 fuck. Because I'm watching the trailer now for it, right? And it looks great. It looks, you know, like uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, like, which is such a great platformer that's criminally underplayed because, of course, it's on VR. Now, it doesn't look necessarily quite as good, but it looks good. But again, it's that normal thing of if I'm at IGN and this is packed in, because I guess I was with the playroom, right? And I was running the coverage and I said, don't review it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like if i was there now and it's astro's playroom would i tell you what i want anybody worrying about this to review it i would say no right because i think i think it's why would you waste your time it's included for free do you need a review on it but like i feel like the 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 reason there there would be like all right yeah like one who's buying playroom like you know who are we reviewing this for but then also like who's excited for playroom and i think at that point nobody's excited for playroom like everybody's yeah. everybody's kind of agreed on what this is for Astro's Playroom, I I mean, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe this is just because I'm such a fan of Astrobot Rescue Mission. Sure. But I am looking forward to playing this thing on day one. And I think there's enough people in that camp that it, it would be worth reviewing. The question is, like, is it an Astrobot Rescue Mission? Or, like, not even is it. How much of it is an Astrobot Rescue Mission versus how much of it is Playroom? I'm going big, and I'm saying NA. I'm saying it is not. It really? Two weeks afterwards, it does not have a Metacritic. I don't think it gets enough reviews. Wow. Damn. I mean, I'm I think it's a pack-in. I think everybody's going to be worried about other stuff. I think that your head's down and doing everything else, especially because I think these systems are going to come in so hot for people, for reviewers and for coverage, that I just don't see it as being you prioritize that. And by the time you would double back to it, what do you care that people are playing it? I think talking about it on a, on a Beyond or this show or whatever makes so much sense. I think, you know, hey, here's an article about how surprisingly great this is, is another great thing. But I just don't see it being, hey, we want to dedicate freelance budget or a reviewer's time to this. I'm going to give it an 83. Okay. Sorry, do if it's If it's like a 70, do I just still get it? Or like... Yeah. How are you measuring this? I mean, yeah, like, pretty do you, much. Do you, have, do you have to get a spot on that it's just not reviewed for you to get the two points? 
hundred percent. Okay. Because we're not, we got rid of. It's just closest. Who's the closest to it, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. So like, I get a, if it, I get one point if it's not eighty three, right? Or if it, if it gets a score, but then if you if it's not if it's NA, then you get the two points. I get the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to think what. There's got to be some number. It has to score super low for me to get it to be closest, right? Like, I mean, well, does NA count as a zero then? Because I'm I'm thinking of this as like you're going uh, you're going all in or nothing. No, I'm going all in. I am all in. So yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You get a point. If it gets a score on Metacritic two weeks out, mm-hmm. you get a point. Okay. You happy? Pappy? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we still have here. Do we want to include this on here? I'm down to include it because I see it as a PS5 game. All right, then. Blessing. The ball is in your court. Where are you starting with Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Uh, Origins has an 81. Odyssey has an 83. Outrageous and criminally under-reviewed. Or er, scored. Right, Kevin? Outrageous, unacceptable. Here, here, here. I'm doing British Parliament where they hit them. So the question becomes: Is it better than Odyssey? Or like the question even does become: Do people are people tired out by Assassin's Creed enough that it gets a lower score? Like, what are the expectations versus how does it live up to the expectations? Is what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are the questions. These are the questions. Ubisoft is probably the most consistent developer <laughs> of all time, right? Like, there, and uh, hmm. but like, with, like until with they're few not, exceptions, you know what I mean? Like, they, they they have moments where they like, hey, Assassin's Creed is a great game. Oh no, Unity is all broken. That's a good point. That's a good. Unity's point. all like, broken. Assassin's Creed three. Oh, no. I know people didn't like three. I know people. I know Unity had a lot of issues. Uh. But like for the most part, though, you can expect that. Like, all right, yeah, we kind of know how good of an Assassin's Creed game is going to be. At least but at this I, point. I at least feel right like now. Uh, what's the one before Odyssey came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, this game's boring." Origins. Well, Origins, Origins was you. before Odyssey, which yeah, people yeah. like that. People love that. A lot but the of one people before said Origins, it was boring, and like maybe I didn't like it that much because the story. I mean, but was it has like I was with Kevin. I was with Kevin. I mean, it's right there in terms of Metacritic, though, with Odyssey and like Syndicate was before that, and I have no idea what Syndicate um, got for Metacritic, but like. It's been a while since they released a dud for Assassin's Creed. It seems like, unless but it's isn't that on purpose season? because they took a break? They, they yeah. started taking breaks. Yeah, well, and that's another thing for this game. This is this is one that's coming out that's coming out after a break because there was no Assassin's Creed last year. Correct. Oh, which puts an interesting. See, this is interesting too because Greg has played it. And Greg has also played Odyssey and some of mm-hmm. Origins. So Greg is mm-hmm. just in a way better place to judge how mm-hmm. is going to compare to oh, Odyssey. I am. I am. Uh, I'm just going to say 83. I think 83 is the safe bet that it gets okay. the same score as Odyssey. Okay. Here's the thing. Is that having played Valhalla for, what was it, four hours or whatever, it's very different than Odyssey, but also very similar. And I don't know what how to read those tea leaves into what that will net out for. I feel it could go either way, where I think it could score just under uh, Odyssey or it could score just over Odyssey. That's why your 83 makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Because I do think that for as much as I loved Odyssey, like, you know, Baird will argue up and down that origins is better and he's not alone by any stretch of the imagination in that and so there is this divide there and from what i played of valhalla in a very controlled very short you know uh, thing months ago now it was that 
hey, here's this game that isn't beating you over the head with quest markers and putting everything on the screen, right? It was very much trying to get you back into you're playing a Viking RPG, which had a different style of combat and didn't flow the same way as Odyssey, which I found challenging, but I also really dug. But it is that question of will that turn people off to it or will it turn on to it? Will it turn them on? And will it just the fact that it's an Assassin's Creed, is that going to get people stoked or is that going to turn people off? But it's Vikings. Hmm. And we're talking about Metacritic too. Like in terms yeah, of no, people totally, being totally. turned off and turned on by it. Yeah. It's also one we've seen so little of, again, which I know isn't it, that's the norm for every game we're talking about so far. But by now, I feel like usually you have that giant pool at E3 where they let us play for an hour and a half and then we all come out and we all talk about what we think of it. I don't, it's that thing where I don't have enough data to be, have a conclusive answer if it's going to be better or worse. Or, and that's even being broad, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I do think they're leaning more into the RPG stuff, which I really like. You got you to gotta, you gotta say something. I know it, well, I'll tell you, where I'm at. I'm either 79 or I'm at 84. And so now it's at 50, 50, no matter what I pick, it'll be the wrong one. And that's the one they, that breaks your heart. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say shit, but I do think Avor is cool. And I do think Vikings are cool. Oh God. And I'm really excited for this one too. I'm going to say 79. Wow. You hate to see it. Wow. That shocks me. I hope I'm wrong. I'm really excited for that game. That's top of the playlist when I get get going. Yeah. This being one of the ones that's coming after the gap year, even though I know that like there's two two separate teams rotate, right? Like the team that did Origins right. is different yeah, than yeah, the team yeah. that did Odyssey. And so like they're both they both have three years in theory to be working on what they're working on. Um, but us not having an Assassin's Creed last year, I think give give people gives people enough of a break. See, I think it's just that it's going to be one of those. I agree with you, and I'm mm-hmm. down for that. And I again really fucking loved what I played, but I wonder if that's going to march so much to RPG that people are not into it. You know what I mean? Where if that's actually a turnoff to what Assassin's Creed should be, because that was one of the big things when I was so in love with Odyssey, everybody was talking to me about. Mm-hmm. And granted, I've only played a little bit of this, but it seems even less of, hey, here's how you go and do all this different stuff and they're moving in you know mm-hmm. next gen and new systems and all that stuff they move into it, and, it like, cool here, here's another thing I'll, I'll throw out there because i remember i remember 2018 fall of 2018 very vividly because red dead redemption 2 came out mm-hmm. a lot of people in media like a lot of critics came out came out of red dead 2 either loving it or being like there's a lot of open world uh either bloat or repetition or like aged rock star mechanics or things that didn't necessarily vibe in a way where Assassin's Creed Odyssey following it gave people something that you know they could compare it to and that worked sure. a lot to, to Assassin's Creed Odyssey's benefit because there are certain things I know that game did that really uh uh smooth smoothened things up as far as like what that open world experience could be what could there be a repeat of that with Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed Valhalla where people go into Cyberpunk and they're like okay yeah like this is this is uh, uh CD Projekt Red like this is them putting out this thing that is art that is technically impressive that is doing all these different things but there are like those few things about it that, that people take notice to that you know irk them either in the rpg design or in the open world design and people then go to, to go to valhalla and are like all right yeah this is what i this is my comfort See, zone like this is what it's so, it's so hard again because i'm just not 
it was, you know, a while ago and it was just a few, four hours or whatever. I feel like at least the way they were playing with the HUD and giving you mission objectives, like, I think this Assassin's Creed is going to be more RPG than any of them, mm-hmm. which then I think is going to be that thing of it doesn't feel like your traditional Assassin's Creed because that's what you're driving at, right? Like, you know, yeah. Assassin's Creed mission structure, you know what you're doing, like, you know, being Eivor and then like, you know, going to the wedding feast and deciding to have sex with the guy or not have sex with the guy and then call him the right name or call him the wrong name and have like, I love all that stuff, but I feel like that even starts to feel more like uh, Dragon Age or The Witcher or whatever. And so is that going to be such a, is that going to be a curveball to people playing this Assassin's Creed that even then they're like, well, this isn't what I, this isn't comfort food for Assassin's Mm -hmm. Creed fans. And then if you're reviewing it, how do you put that in there too? I don't know. But the fact that they're stretching, I feel like, and doing something even more RPG-y, is that going to leave them open to more, okay, well, this isn't, you know, Cyberpunk is here, and that's how it's making decisions and doing this. Why would you want to go play this? Fascinating fall we're about to get into. Very much so. Uh, Then we just said we get to play it this week, so we have no insider information yet. Bug snacks. Uh, I get to pick first on this one. Octodad, Dadliest Catch, of course, from Young Horses, got a 69. Um, nice. Very nice uh, on Metacritic. And obviously, Octodad was a different kind of beast, you assume, because it was like, hey, this thing's fucking hard to control. This is fun at PAX, and everybody loved joking around with their friends about it and playing it with a group, but maybe not sitting there trying to complete the whole thing or platinum it. Hmm. To again, then come into Bug Snacks, obviously, which has been, you know, if you want to talk about 2020 in general and toss a bunch of games out there in terms of headlines right like obviously animal crossing obviously cyberpunk and the run-up to it but obviously bug snacks the fucking song nobody could get out of their head and the way that took over and everybody freaking out about it and then the little bit we've seen of it being first person and kind of a pokemon kind of a pokemon snap capturing things these crazy things uh bug snacks how long you know and what does it shake out to yeah and what's what's bug snacks retailing for bug snacks buy $70. (laughs) I'm I'm assuming like it's gotta be like what yeah 30 that sounds right okay it's still coming soon on Epic Store and I don't think it's not it does not have a place here playstation.com lists it as I don't see a price at all on Mm playstation.com so unannounced but yeah you figure 30 bucks 29.99 yeah I know what I think. I'm very curious about what you think. What? Oh, I'm I'm very curious to hear what you think too. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say flat eighty. Oh what do you think? man, because I was I was gonna go seventy five, but now you've you've painted you've like put me in this window. <sighs> Here's my thing: is that I think it's impossible to gauge, obviously, because we haven't played. But the fact that Octodad was funny and cute, but then a bitch to play, right? And not even a bitch, but that's kind of just how it was. Of like, you know, do the lawnmower and then move all your limbs and get over there. What you've seen of Bug Snacks seems like it's funny and seems like it's cute and seems like it's a cohesive story to an extent. And it seems like you can wrap your head around it mechanically, right? Of go ahead and capture these yeah. things. I'm looking at the PlayStation page because I left it open here, right? And it's the fucking i don't even know muppet dude running behind a strawberry with the trap under his arm and a net it's like all right cool i get it i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna capture all these creatures and you know make them do stuff or that's what i'm doing for the other people of snackberg or whatever it's called like it's all in the song the whole the song (laughs) describes the game and i feel like that seems like an 80 that seems like as long as it doesn't overstay its welcome as long Mm -hmm. as it isn't 
terrible joke after terrible joke after terrible joke for nine hours or whatever. And as long as it's not too short, it's got to hit that sweet spot of you get in, you do everything, you're on an adventure, it's over. And you're like, oh, that was a fun time. I enjoyed what I played. Yeah, I, I think the difference for me with Bucksnax and Octodad, right, is in this is where you're driving at, is that Octodad is, was kind of a, like a meme game. Like it was mm-hmm. fun, right? And it was a sensation, but it was also like this, hey, look, it's a, it's an octopus, but he's also a dad. And like the joke <laughs> of it was how you controlled it and the game was how, how it controls, which I think yeah. led to, I can understand how that gets a 69 when you play it and you're like, oh yeah, this is a cute thing, but like it's not necessarily like a, you know, like we're not, we're, I can see that getting the sevens and the eights as opposed to the the, the, the nines and tens when it breaks down in, in reviews. Bugsnacks strikes me as a game game. Like I think that game is, yeah. I think it, there's going to be actual content there. There's going to be a gameplay loop there. There are going to be mechanics there that you interact with and and, and grapple with. Um, and like for the, from the ways they've described it and like, you, it's funny that you met, you mentioned like the song in terms of like, Oh yeah, how I understand oh, the game. Yeah. And yeah. I, my, I always go to the tweets that, the the devs made in terms you of always like, do yes exactly yeah, their mood board or what their inspiration yeah, they're for. like these are our inspirations for bug snacks and it's dark cloud and pokemon snap and bioshock somehow and it's like all right i know what that game is like i know i, I can understand what you're driving at here i'm gonna go 79 okay okay yeah. all right i'll take it you want to you know try to screw me over there i said 80 you know not yeah, that you said much 80. i'm gonna go one under yeah i see how you want to do it okay okay uh the next one for you to start with is demon souls remastered uh demon souls itself uh, has an 89 right now on metacritic oh blue point is a an extremely talented studio and i think this is gonna be an interesting one for review especially when you bring up the fact that demon souls is uh got an 89 like that game was very well designed at the time right and like Right now, we're looking at a game that is going to be remade, but it is going to be like mostly assets that are replaced in the game, like the visual assets and probably the, the sound design and, and certain things, like the things that Blue Point excels in. And I think that, that what that comes down to in terms of a question of how does this get reviewed is are we reviewing Blue Point's work? Like, are we reviewing what Blue Point has done to the game, or are we mm-hmm. reviewing? demon souls in conjunction with what blue points done done with the game like how does that all break down in terms of a, a a 2020 experience and i imagine at this point right like going into the fall for what is a going to be a huge launch title you review it as it is right you play that game and you, re- you you review what's there and you obviously point out what blue points done but it's going to come down to i think i, I think a, a big talking point for demon souls is going to be for is going to be people comparing it to a bloodborne or comparing it to a um uh a sekiro uh in terms of how it breaks down and it gets very interesting because i know people love demon souls that much and i yeah i this is one of those things where i wish i played demon souls because i part of this might also come down to how well is demon souls aged compared to a bloodborne which is working off of the um the influences that those games got from demon souls <sighs> i'm going 90 okay. i'm going 90 okay I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna knock people away. I think it's gonna. This is gonna be one of the best looking games at launch, like period. Especially with what Blue Point does. And I think with that, and and knowing how much people love Demon Souls, and knowing that the people who are reviewing this game are probably people that love Demon Souls. Yeah. Um. I almost want to go higher than ninety, but I'm gonna stick it at ninety. Ninety was my guess too. 
Uh, so I have to come up with a new thing here. Where it gets interesting is I'm on Metacritic, right? And looking at Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus for PS2 has a 91. Uh, Eco and Shadow of Colossus collection on PS3 have a 92. And then Shadow of Colossus PS4, the remake to the 91 Shadow of Colossus on Metacritic, not years, also has a 91. So you're looking right there, right on the money, I right? I should have gone higher. Or should think, you have done 89 and just, you know, think it's going to get the exact same thing it did the first time? Well, I I, I think Demon Souls is going to age better. Like in terms of like in terms of the complaints we will have with Shadow Colossus, I think that I think Demon Souls is gonna is gonna control better than a Shadow Colossus, um, and I think that's going to sit better with people, especially the people that are gonna review this game who have probably played Demon Souls and already like it a lot. Hmm. I'm gonna pull a bug snacks and go 91. Just go up by one on you. Yeah, because I'm right it. there with you. Is because I can see it. You know, Demon Souls gameplay is the loop right it started this whole souls thing right and like in terms of getting people into it and loving it so to come in make that look more beautiful you assume do some quality of life improvements here and there in terms of ui and menus and things like that you can see this coming in and being the definitive the best version of it and not have to worry about that and getting high 90s but yeah the final one the creme de la creme of the PlayStation 5 launch. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, of course, Spider-Man PS4 has an 87. Now the question is, where will Spider-Man Miles Morales show up on the PlayStation 5? Fascinating one. What was that? Oh, this is a fascinating one. Right, 100%, right? Because you're lost legacying it, as everybody said, right? A smaller yeah. game, a more contained game. But that also comes with a smaller price point, uh, forty nine bucks for the standalone edition, uh, or fifty bucks for the standalone edition, seventy bucks for it with the you know bundled in remastered of Spider Man, PlayStation Four. Uncharted Lost Legacy got an eighty four on Metacritic. Deservedly so. Wasn't that great? Is the other Uncharted? It was amazing. Or, Uncharted you know Four got a ninety-three compared to Lost Legacy's eighty-four. Y'all are tripping, man. Y'all are tripping, man. Game, sorry, it's a better game. Oh, y'all are tripping. Here and now, this is the this is the one though of like, how high do I want to go? What is that? I'm, I'm. I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna beat Spider-Man's eighty-seven for sure. How? Spider-Man Miles Morales? You think it's going to beat Spider-Man PS4's 87? Yes. And I, here's, I, here's the thing. I'll tell you right now, Blessing. I mm. don't think it's going to do it. It's going to do it. Really? Yeah. Why? And so the, I think it's going to be all the learnings of Spider-Man PS4 applied to a smaller game. And I think that will resonate with people. I think it's um, not only... Spider-Man PS4, right? I think universally, unless we were, I'm sure there's somebody you could dig up, but for the most part, beloved from a gameplay standpoint, it is exciting to be Spider-Man. It, it's, it feels it, when you swing, it feels great. All these different things, right? What were the complaints people had about Spider-Man PS4? I think length comes into play of it. I think there was downtime in there in terms of, okay, w what am I doing? Uh, like, you know, we talk about the pacing of it where, oh, you've unleashed the, the sinister sisters. The Sinister, Sinister six. six have been released. This is going to be mm -hmm. awesome. And then you beat them really easily and they're in fights with each other and they don't really get fleshed out. You're like, oh, 
you know, for me, part of it was like, I'm super excited for this Spider-Man story. It's an original take. And, you know, my complaint was, these are spoilers for Spider-Man, by the way. Sorry, but I should have done it earlier. Spoilers for the original Spider-Man. Uh, you know, it's this original take. And then it was, they introduced Doc Ock. And it was like, oh, okay. But like, I hope he doesn't, oh, he did turn bad. Okay, well, that's okay. And it, it wasn't bad by any stretch of imagination. It's amazing. And I, you know, I think I unfairly said at review in, in interviews with like Brian when we did the spoiler cast that I thought it was a bit too by the numbers Spider-Man story. And, you know, people have pointed out, including Brian uh, Intahar from Insomniac, like, motherfucker, we killed Aunt May. Like, <laughs> we, you know, and it's like, yeah, I guess you did. And there was that great moment of fighting Doc and him knowing and all that stuff. Like, there was some great stuff in there. I feel Miles Morales gets to benefit from all that of cool, Shorter experience, more streamlined story. It's just Miles. I don't think you're going to see like that much Mary. You're not going to have the Mary Jane stuff of like, let's play as her and run around and do That's this That's true. Thing. You're not going to have think, those stealth sections. I think Peter is going to be, you know, downplayed to just being a phone call and or maybe the intro outro cutscene, which I think is exciting. I think that there is a chance to give the majority of gamers, because yeah, you can include Ultimate Alliance 3 and stuff, but the majority of gamers, their first chance to be Miles Morales and benefit from all the the uh, love he has justifiably so understandably so from spider-verse the new powers even if you've played a spider-man game before have you had like the venom blast and stuff that like he has the electricity that miles has no and i think that on top of all that for everything they did in terms of oh it's going to be a you know for that i was saying it's a pretty you know tried and true uh spider-man story look at people's reaction to the Puerto Rican flags in this game, right? And them crying and his mom running for uh, office, which is a difference that we're not used to seeing. And like them really owning that story, giving miles his uh, Harlem, having him go through and do this in a time where I think we do, uh, you know, long and strive. And we're so thirsty for, Hey, we want representation and we want it to be done really well. And like, think about the fucking bass drop, right? Or the, you know, the tempo change in the music when we were watching that gameplay, like, if they're delivering that kind of experience, it's going to be unlike any Spider-Man game we've played before. And I think that it gets to benefit from the pedigree that Insomniac rightfully has, let alone the Spider-Man pedigree they have, let alone the hype for Spider-Verse, let alone the love everybody has for Miles right now. And I really do think you're going to sit down and I think have this, holy shit, this is a fresh experience that's colorful in a way Spider-Man PS4 wasn't, that is musically charged in a way Spider-Man PS4 wasn't, that's an interesting story I don't know already that Spider-Man PS4 wasn't. Like, I think all of that adds up to this coming out and people being like, fuck, this is awesome. And the downsides of it being maybe it's too short, maybe it is, you know, that you don't, you know, it's Roxxon, right? It's Roxxon and the Tinkerer. And it's like, are those just the starts of the villains or, are, or, you know, is that really what we're getting into? And like, there's a whole bunch of different ways they could stumble or miss the mark on it but i don't i think that insomniac proved with spider-man ps4 they know what the fuck they're doing and i think that on the kick marvel is both as marvel games and marvel studios and marvel everything right now that they're le- down to let them go nuts with this and i think you're going to see something really magical i'm saying 92 damn i hyped myself up to that i originally wrote damn. 90 now i'm at 92 damn i i mean i think for all the reasons you just mentioned I'm probably going to end up liking this game more than Spider-Man 2018. However, I don't think it's going to review better. I think, you know, coming out of Spider-Man 2018, going into a new game, I think a lot of those things are going to mirror each other in terms of, all right, how much of the open world is going to feel just like Spider-Man 2018? How much of the combat is going to feel like Spider-Man 2018 despite new abilities? Like how much 
how much is this go- game going to feel like? All right, yeah, we're definitely coming off of Spider-Man 2018 in a way that you know it's cool and fresh because it's Miles Morales and this new story and 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 these these trap drums that come on when the when the uh you know combat happens and all these different yeah. things that I think are going to hit for me in a certain way, but might not hit as hard in like a review sense in a certain way when when you really like break down a all right yeah this is a shorter game you are fighting the tinkerer and you know i'm i'm very i'm i'm curious to see how much they really make us i don't know anything about the tinkerer and so like it's very hard for me to take seriously the the tinkerer maybe within the story they really drill that down and make me realize that kevin you played the tinkerer you played the tinkerer in a marvel video game can you tell me the synopsis of the tinkerer real quick uh, you know, makes cool devices, uh, often sells them to people. So not, not the biggest bad guy, but like sure, a, sure. a facilitator of sorts. You saw him in far from home. No, it's not the one, the other one, the first oh, Spider-Man oh, homecoming. 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 Yeah. He remember he was making all the cool guns. It's someone yeah, who likes to tinker oh, with stuff, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Surprise. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I know. I'm not. Damn. They had everybody in there. Yeah. It was good. It was good. <laughs> But like, you know, how much are they I, I love that I love the idea that you know how like when um um you know Robert Downey Jr. gets casted for Iron Man or uh Captain Marvel gets casted for Captain Marvel. I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. <laughs> Brie Larson. <laughs> Brie Larson. <laughs> that was a big move when they put Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, when Brie Larson got casted casted as Captain Marvel. Like, you know how actors actors will then take that and be like, all right, I gotta dive become into this that character. Role. Yeah, yeah. I gotta become this role. I gotta dive into the lore, into the comics, read all that stuff. I love the idea of Kevin doing that for the Tinker. <laughs> and like us asking him, like, oh yeah, so what is the Tinker and Kevin just having Oh, well, you know, an he Amazing Fantasy 97 he showed up and did the, yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Um, but, like, you know, what does the rest of the villain cast look like? Or is there a yeah. rest of the villain cast look like? Yeah. And what does that, how does that reflect back on our overall thoughts on this game in a, in a, in a review sense? Totally. Uh, I think I think it's going to be tough for this game to, to um, uh, you know, take, to get above the Spider-Man 2018 score in the same way that it, was tough for Uncharted Lost Legacy. Like and and, and also like I understand I understand that Uncharted 4 being this wrap up to Nathan Drake's story is gonna do way more for uh Uncharted Lost Legacy as this side story within the same universe. Yeah. But for Spider-Man Miles Morales, which which does feel like something that is a little bit closer to Sp- the Spider-Man mainline universe than Uncharted Lost Legacy was to the Uncharted 4 universe. Sure. Um you know how like how how do you do that? Like how 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 can you really blow people away more so than a spider-man 2018 and so with that spider-man spider-man ps4 got an 87 i'm going 85 for miles wow Morales. okay okay yeah. we're all typing at the same time oh yeah no, i just noticed that 85 85 <laughs> 85 all right wow wow see you talked me down to where i want to go back to my 90 but i've already locked in it as 92 but my question is this what if it ends up being 89 who gets the point my question is this. Do you think we really remember on November 30th to do this? To look back at these? We'll see. I, I think I'll remember. I, I'm pretty good at remembering. No, no I'm this. kidding. We'll, we'll remember. But I, I don't know. This is always just for fun. We didn't even put anything on. What are we doing? Is it a pizza bet? Is it a Jollibee bet? Is it a Popeye chicken sandwich bet? Ooh. Those are good questions. These are good questions. And no matter what, whoever, whatever it is, you have to buy Kevin the thing too. So Kevin wins no yeah! matter what. I mean, I'm not for Popeyes. When Popeyes, I feel like me. The last time me and Kevin went to Popeyes was a good time, and so let's do Popeyes. Was that like wasn't that like Friday? Yeah, it was Friday when we helped me take the studio 
65 inch uh tv it was great into my apartment yeah it was great it was a great time all right so to wrap this all up ladies and gentlemen your recap this goes in the time capsule then on the november 30th episode that's a monday of course patreon.com slash kind of funny games watch it live as we record it or uh december 1st uh podcast services around the globe uh this is what it looks like spider-man miles morales i say 92 blessing says 85 demon souls remastered blessing says 90 i say 91 bug snacks i say 80 blessing says 79 assassin's creed valhalla i or blessing says 83 i say 79 uh astros playroom i fucking huge matzo ball out there say it won't get enough it won't get enough uh, reviews to actually be put on metacritic blessing says 83 destruction all-stars blessing says 60 i say 64 godfall i say 74 blessing says 68 and Sackboy, a big adventure blessing says 81 i say 84 blessing i look Great. forward to seeing what happens in november i hope maybe you'll have a beard by then Maybe I'll have like that long hair going, you know. You know, I'm. It, it's really hot in my room, and I'm somewhat tired. And so when you said I'm looking forward to see what happens in November, I was like, oh yeah, the election. Like I'm. I guess I'm excited to see what happens then too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I guess that's cool. Yeah, yeah don't I, worry I guess. About yeah, it. Oh, man. Hopefully, we get it is a hot out. one. It is a hot one here in San Francisco. It so is. blessing. Why don't you take a break? Why tell everybody about our sponsor? This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be and help pay off that high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You don't need a degree or a diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if your loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money the way you want to with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com PS to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com PS. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Go to upstart.com slash PS. Just kidding. There's no break for you. The show keeps going. All right. Don't worry about it. The big question is, actually, I was going to say it's 3.30. Do I get a Busan, but then risk not being able to fall asleep later? But I'm going to get the Busan. You're gonna get the Busan. I'm gonna do it because oh, you know man. I did two. I did two oh, candy ice coffees the other mistake. day and I couldn't sleep. I can already feel it. Now, if you get a Busan, can I get a Truly? That is my question. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, sure. Kevin, host the show while we get our canned yeah. drink. Yes, everybody. Kevin. Hey, welcome um, back from the ads. We're back from the ads. Uh, Blessing and I are both getting canned beverages. I am but, now uh, visualizing my. Oh, vocals. that's cool. Yeah, there it is. Now everyone can see my voice. That's right. You can see my voice. That's a new add-on. Someone uh, was recently talking to me about shaders for... This is not a shader. It's a separate conversation. But I do have that going now with the Kev Cam. But I, I have a bunch of different options I can do. 
and I was experimenting with them, but a lot of them, they uh, they make it so that everything breaks. Uh, so, you know, it's a little scary using some of them, you know what I mean? These, This is two shaders, one that makes me blurry and the other one that makes me, like, twitch. So it looks like I'm glitching out and I can be like, ah, no, this is not working. Look at me glitch out. Isn't that cool? So, yeah, I want to play with more of the shaders, but unfortunately, if I do that while we're live, uh, it may break the stream or break the OBS. So... I have to do it on my own time, and, you know, fuck that. My time's my time. You know what I'm saying? What broke? What broke? What? Nothing. Don't worry about what it. What broke? No. I, you, first off, Kevin, you know I'd like to think better than anybody that I agree your time is your time. And if Yeah. yeah I was just wondering what broke. I definitely Bang. wasn't you about like to be this? like, go do it. You like this? I love that. I made it. You're in the bow. Matrix, Kevin. Yeah, I'm in the Matrix. I, that's, I wish it had more of them coming down that weren't, you know, me. I feel like there could be, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd have to figure that out. That seems like a lot. But uh, yeah, I've been playing with some of these things. Uh oh, it broke. That is broke this the it. main show? Like, uh, is everybody hearing this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this no is the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where? Are Blessing. Oh. It's time for this week's X's and O's. What do you got for me? Is digitized Kevin <laughs> rises above us like the Slimer <laughs> in the Ghostbusters universe? This is gonna be a tough one for Kevin, but I want to start off with PS5 Watch. Yeah, I knew I was gonna have to give him a second to to to, to resettle. They can hear it. Can Thank they hear you, us though? Like when I do my own version of the wow wow. Yeah, no, they, they can. That's why I said that they. I, that's why I kind of like shame, like with a lot of shame in my voice, yeah. said they can hear it. Like when the when the sound goes up, we get muted. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not the case. When the intro goes out, you get muted. But when the PS Five watch thing just happened, you we don't still... get muted. If you want, I can set that up. No, no, that's fine. Then why wouldn't they hear Greg doing the bow wow? No, that's why I said they can hear you. You've heard that? Oh, you said they can hear us. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Greg, I want to start with PS5 Watch. Um, And this this is a a fun one because, you know, at the beginning of the show, we kind of talked about, like, what's up with the PS4 to PS5 saves? uh, And talked a bit about Yakuza Like a Dragon, how that that feeds into this whole conversation about next-gen. Along with that, last week, there's been this, this... huge conversation about spider-man ps5 and how like all right what how how can i get the remaster like can i buy it by itself do i have to get oh wow you really took out that busan i'm really proud of you well i poured uh, it into the cup it's not like i just oh the cup. I okay yeah, yeah. I, I i was on the dock i come back and i just see you squeeze the can i was like damn <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed that thing um but yeah there have been like many questions about what the fuck is going on with the spider-man remaster sure uh I'm pulling in one article from Shem Gartenberg uh, at The Verge, who writes an article called Buying Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 is going to be needlessly confusing. And this kind of breaks down everything everybody's been talking about over the last week. So prepare. All right. Get your pens and papers. Get your pens and papers, because there's a lot going on here. Uh, 2018 Spider-Man is headed to PS5, but buying it won't be straightforward. Sony has confirmed to Kotaku that Spider-Man Remastered, the updated PS5 version, won't be sold as standalone uh, or offered as a free upgrade for existing Spider-Man owners. Instead, the only way to buy it will be a part of the $69.99 Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition bundle, which couples the PS5 version with the upcoming spinoff, or which, which couples the PS5 version of the upcoming spinoff with Spider-Man Remastered. The issue sounds is, easy so far. Sounds easy so far. 
The issue is, as with several several other cross-generational games, there are actually two versions of Spider-Man. The regular PS4 version that's been around since 2018, and a new edition of the game called Spider-Man Remastered, which will feature specific next-gen improvements to take advantage of the PS5, like faster load times and ray tracing. The games are separate enough that you apparently won't be able to transfer save files between them. The confusion- Easy so far. Yeah, easy so far. The confusion, both for Sony and in general, is the fact that the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S are still both backwards compatible, which means that for players unwilling, or in the case of Spider-Man, unable to shell out to buy uh, the game again for next-gen, you'll still be able to play the current-gen versions of those games on your new console. The difference is that backwards compatible titles will lack the enhancements and improvements of the next-gen versions. Sony is compounding this issue by offering free upgrades for some cases and paid ones for uh, paid ones in others. You can buy Sp- Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PlayStation 4 and you'll get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. Right? So you can get Miles Morales specifically for the PS4 and get that free upgrade to the PS5 version. Right. If you are already own the original, you have to rebuy it again on PS5, assuming you want the remasters uh, graphical and performance improvements. And then, as an added insult to injury, it seems that the only way to buy that remastered edition will be through the pricey $70 bundle. Does yes. that make sense? To yes. 100%. As such, there remain three ways to play Spider-Man 2018 on a PS5, right? One, you can buy Spider-Man on PS4, which will run as a standard backwards compatible version of the game on a PS5, uh, which is which is currently sold as a complete edition bundled with the, with the DLC for $39.99 if you want to go about it that way. It'll lack the specific PS5 improvements of the remastered edition. All right, that's number one. Got it. Number two, you can buy Spider-Man's Miles Morales, or let me say that again, you can buy Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS4 or PS5 which includes a free upgrade to Miles Morales on PS5, the the, the PS4 version, uh, for $49.99. But if you want to play Spider-Man 2018 remastered with it, you'll then have to have the option to pay the extra $20 to then upgrade to the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition to then get Spider-Man remastered, but you'll still have to own Spider-Man Miles Morales to start off. And then number three, you can just buy Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for $70, which includes the PS5 version of Miles Morales. Uh, or yeah, the PS5 version of Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered. Got it. Are you following me, Greg? Yes. So the main issue here is, and this has been this has been kind of the cause for ruckus and confusion. Uh, and this kind of and this is kind of where I stand too with it, is that it feels like they're kind of holding Spider-Man 2018 hostage. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, this feels like a hostage negotiation, so I could play Spider-Man 2018 Remastered on the PS5. Like, that's correct. Where where do you stand with this whole situation? I don't find it confusing at all. I, and every because everything you just read, I think makes sense, and you get it. Where you get into it is, is this the right way to do it? Is this is back to the pro consumer stuff that we go back and forth on, and these conversations of, well, this game's giving you the update for free, but this game wants you to rebuy it, or that, that, and how do you want to shake it all out? I. My my thought process on it is that it came strictly down, as it always does, to the bean counters, where it was this idea that, yeah, if we wanted to, we could go ahead and put in Spider-Man, Spider-Man Remastered for everybody who already owns Spider-Man PlayStation 4. And of that, X percent of people would turn it on to look at it and go, oh, man, this looks a lot better and bounce after 20 minutes and never come back to it. 
so we'd be putting in a lot of work and getting a low yield on the reward from it. Instead, if we put it in and bundle it into this ultimate edition for Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 70 bucks at launch, justifying this smaller game, Miles Morales, for a full-blown price tag of what next-gen gaming is going to be, we can double dip on people who actually want to go and replay Spider-Man again or who missed it the first time around. And there is, is that right? Is that wrong? How do you want to do it? I, I, you know, I know I'm accused all the time on our shows of being too pro corporation, too pro business. Taking that aside, everything away from it, that's their right to do it. And if you are desperate to play Spider-Man again on PlayStation five, there is backwards compatibility and you do have that game going forward. And they're giving you a cheaper way to get miles Morales without having to do this $70 thing, which I think they should be applauded for. Like, the thing for me when I was trying to explain this to friends and I think Gary too, when we were arguing about it, not even arguing, but discussing it, right. Is the idea that Spider-Man remastered is all the DLC. It is Spider-Man, the full game. And it is. And again, this is me taking them at their word. I don't know fully, obviously Hmm. a whole bunch of upgraded features in terms of their new Peter Park. Yeah. Their Peter Parker model, ray tracing this, that, the other, there's extra suits to it. There's three new suits, right? They talked about in uh, their description of it on the PlayStation blog. Like there is content there. They also said, and I know this speaks to me, but not you, definitely not you blessing and maybe not you listener. There is a new trophy list for it. Like, and it's what we were talking about blessing earlier where you're giving me shit for it. But I was like, I'm going to platinum this game again. And you're like, really? With all the things happening this fall, you're going to platinum? And I'm like, maybe not right away, but I'm definitely going to do a replay of Spider-Man. A replay. I'm going to do a play of Spider-Man Remastered to platinum that again. And that is exciting. That is cool to me. Whereas if it was, hey, guess what? Spider-Man Miles Morales comes with Spider-Man Remastered and it's just the same game and your save works and all that jazz. I would have turned it on and I would have looked at it and I would have bounced if it was the same trophy list and nothing new to it. Like, Everybody wants something different from this, and so you, there's no possible way to make everybody happy. Where I think, I think, uh, in terms of me and my personal example, and me as a gamer, like this method will actually get me to replay Spider Man. Whereas Spider Man backwards compatibility, Spider Man just bundled in with no new trophies and the same content wouldn't have. And so, even though the, you can make the argument, of course, well, Greg, you know, you're press your reviewer you'll get codes you don't have to spend the 70 dollars. i would even if like and that's, that's even a better way to put it like if i got the code from sony and it was hey here's spider-man miles rallis on playstation 5 if you want the remastered thing you've got i'd gladly give them the 20 bucks i'd gladly go buy my own thing to do this again and have those uh, bells and whistles and reasons a reason personally to replay it and that i think is the real struggle you're seeing back at hq when they made this decision was what are the number of people who will pay for it? And what are the number of people who would actually just replay it if it was free? And that's brass tacks and that sucks. And it isn't pro consumer in the way that everything should be free and everything should go. But it's also a question of how much work is Insomniac putting into this? How much money went into making this three master version? I don't know yet again, because we haven't gotten to sit down and play with it. So I, if it is that we turn it on and we play it and we're like, Oh, like this is moderately improved. This kind of sucks. That's totally possible that that could be the option, but benefit of that everything else going the way they want to make money off this and i understand that i understand that it took money to do this and took money to pass it forward i understand they're getting less money for miles morales i it's a shitty situation all around because you can't make everybody happy blessing am i crazy am i super pro corporation am i horrible i mean i don't know if you're horrible but i i I think my my struggle with this is the fact that um like standards are changing like when i look at this you know like i go back to it feels like they're holding this game uh hostage like 
this is a game that was that was the fastest selling exclusive on the plat- platform. Like this is one of the biggest games that you guys have released this generation. And, and so like, if they I just, can just convert two percent of the people who bought that into buying this, they are so yeah. in the black. And, but my like, and my thing is like, okay, I I I get that you want to charge for it, but then why? Why then bundle it with Miles Morales? Why not just release it as a standalone thing for $40 or $60 or however you want to do it? Because then they can say Spider-Man Miles Morales set this sales record and sold this mm-hmm. many units. And they can look. you can look at NPD and see all the Spider-Man sales bundled together rather as Miles Morales. Yeah. Like, it's all that stuff. Again, it's all bean counting. It's all beating your chest. It's all trying to establish, make sure that you understand. Again, this is the reason there's a Spider-Man game even smaller spider-man game right at launch for this unit because they want they know how successful spider-man ps4 was they want to double dip on that yeah and i think it i think it just stands in such in such stark contrast to smart delivery and what xbox is doing there where you have games that you own there and like if you have the ps4 version you then get upgraded to the optimized next gen version for free and like I understand that every single game and every single publisher can't do that, but like we're here talking about PlayStation and Spider-Man and like something that they have whole control over and something that they like, like they like they choose what to do with this. And I understand, yep. I understand the beaten counters. I understand like, hey, yo, we got to we got to profit. Like we got to make money off of this. Um, but this specifically, I just feel like with the standards that have been set in place more and more as we've been making the transition from current gen to next gen, this just feels like it falls so short under that bar that has been set and i think that's the thing that like it very much highlights it where if this was like last gen you know from ps3 to ps4 and they were doing this like this this reminds me of when south park stick of truth came bundled in if you pre-ordered south park uh the fractured Fractured. hole like this very much this is very much the exact same thing except like i don't know if the stick of truth was like a remastered version or just a port or whatever um like, I don't recall that. I think that might have just been a port. But either way, like, it very much strikes me as that, as, like, I, under- I understand that this is the thing that you can do, and this is the thing that is going to, that makes sense in a certain way, like, in terms of, hey, like, why not just give people them together? Like, they're part of the same experience. Like, they're they're part of the same series. Let's just give people this way to get into Spider-Man uh, remastered that way, especially if, like, you know, the other option is to sell it individually for $60. If anything, people are saving money by getting both of them together. Um, I understand that thought process, but, and part of me also thinks that <laughs> that Spider-Man 2018 will probably end up being, like the remastered version, will probably end up being put on sale like maybe a year later or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is like a, hey, let's not cause confusion thing by like having both Spider-Man remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales being on sale on the store on day one at launch. Maybe it's that also. But again, well, I think I, you, more importantly, mm-hmm. to interrupt, I'm sorry. No, go for what it. I think you'll really see is Spider-Man Miles Morales eventually drop in price. Like, I don't think you'll see necessarily get broken out. It'll be like, all right, cool. We're bringing out to whatever that because isn't what Spider-Man game of the year edition. Uh, game, Spider-Man game of the year edition. I know that's not the much. Oh, buy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see a trailer right now. Yeah. Right now you can buy Spider-Man game of the year edition at Target for 25 bucks. Yeah. GameSpot for, for 40 yeah, of course. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Very much so. Sorry. But I am saying that, like, I think that's what you... I, right now at launch, they are prioritizing Spider-Man Miles Morales as the big thing. There's a reason I think that they haven't been very loud about... And this is... I Granted, we're talking about it right now, and I know. But it's also, like, the way they've messaged it hasn't been Spider-Man remastered, guys. This is huge. It's 
hey, Spider-Man Miles Morales is here. And if you want the Ultimate Edition, you also get this. But like Miles Morales is the thing they're selling you right now. Spider-Man Miles Morales is the thing they're pushing. And so, yeah, where you start getting into clunky messaging when you have to talk about Spider-Man Remastered and all these different things. And I think eventually you'll see the Ultimate Edition come down at least to the price point that Spider-Man Miles Morales solo is at. Because that just becomes de facto the best way to play Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah, I get it. Like to some extent, I think it, I, I think it does make sense. But then to another extent, I'm like, I wish they would go the extra mile and just let sure. people upgrade and and do the smart delivery thing and and give some like give give people a thing to like celebrate and go crazy about. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, like I get I get the business sense behind it. You I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you, Greg, about uh, PlayStation picks. Of course, this is where we highlight PlayStation picks. PlayStation picks, where we highlight a few cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. Uh, I want to start off with the big games. Of course, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons are both coming out this Friday, October second, yeah. um, which I think we're all excited about. Specifically, Squadrons. I know Tim is going crazy about Crash Bandicoot Four. Uh, I said it after, you know, after that state of play. Uh, was it a state of play? PlayStation State of Play? Yeah, it was, yeah, right? Where they opened they opened with uh, a whole bunch of Crash Bandicoot and they showed the like going yes. uh, replaying. Like I looked at that, I was like, shit, I want to play that. Like I'm playing Crash. Like, and I'm not like obviously fanboy like Tim is, and who's and I shouldn't say fanboy, a huge fan of it like Tim is that like is like counting down the seconds to being able to play it. I'm just excited to play it in general. Yeah. Uh and I'm excited about Star Wars Squadrons, as I, as we all are. Like, I'm very sure. much looking forward to to trying that. Um, but as far as PSN games coming out this week. Genshin Impact is coming out on PS4. Uh, free to play. It came out. If you're listening to this on Tuesday or after, uh, it came out on Monday, being today as to the time we're recording. Um, actually came out t- like last night because I started playing it last night. Yeah, um, you had this. I don't think we're going to get to, uh, you know, what are we even playing because we're going to have such a great episode. What do you think of this? Yeah. It's very fascinating because it is basically a free to play Breath of the Wild like game. Like they describe it in their, like the game description goes like this, right? You uncover the secrets of, of Tevat in a massive open world fantasy action RPG on PS4, full of mysterious creatures, intriguing characters, and intense battles. Fly across the open world, swim in a massive sea, climb mountains, and stray off the beaten path. Um, charge head on into battles by yourself or invite friends to join the fight against dangerous monsters and discover the secrets of this vast world together. It is very much a, hey, we're trying to make Breath of the Wild, but we're also trying to do like this open world action RPG type of thing. And so when you get into the art style, it is very anime. Like it is all the way anime uh, in terms of like how the characters talk, in terms of how they look and all this stuff, in terms of like the conceit of the story. Like I, it, it very much is like it's, it starts off as I guess you and your, you and your sibling travel across worlds for whatever reason and like this bad force takes out your sibling bad and then force this bad force takes out your sibling and then like seals you away and then like you're you're stuck in whatever universe this is uh in Tevat. um and then like it's up to you to to fix things and so like you go, go around the open world uh they have climbing mechanics similar to breath of the wild they have um the glide mechanic uh similar to to breath of the wild like a lot of stuff that's similar there but then also um they have like a lot of action rpg-ish more more like action rpg-ish mechanics that are more action rpg than breath of the wild had okay and so like you have like quest systems and uh different things like that it's i enjoyed the few hours i i i I played of it last night i do want to jump back into it the thing that's interesting is because it's free to play it very much has a 
free to play jankiness to it that it's very obvious that this was like a mobile game that is being ported to 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 ps4 or at least like co-developed in some way and so like it doesn't run the best like at certain points it's like all right yeah this is what it is that said like it has a charm to it that i really appreciate they have like these elemental things where similar to how breath of wild has had a physics system to where if you light the grass on fire they'll cause an updraft of wind that you can glide off of and and you know have these different combinations of uh like physics elements you know interacting with each other so you can do cool things this game kind of tackles that idea in a way that doesn't feel as like free-flowing as zelda but in a way that they still try to emphasize to where you have pyro abilities you have like poison abilities wind abilities and you can basically combine different abilities together kind of like spell break actually in a way that causes effect um and so yeah like it's it's cool like i want to play more of it but okay that's good that's yeah yeah as a free-to-play game oh there's the ps5 watch my bad my bad i left it on i have to remember to turn off my bad now you're good as a, as a free-to-play game, I'll say that it's pretty it's pretty good and interesting for that. Like, you know, this single-player campaign that you can play. Like, single-player, big open-world action RPG that's free-to-play, I think, is pretty impressive. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. We also got the Walking Dead, on, Walking Dead Onslaught, uh, which is coming out for PSVR on Tuesday, September 29th. Uh, there's no rest when survival is on the line. Uh, step into AMC's The Walking Dead and prepare, prepare for an onslaught of walkers as you assume the roles of your favorite characters from the show and confront the horrors and humanity of this apocalyptic new world. Greg, is this one that speaks to you at all? No. It's it's not that it doesn't speak to me. It's just that we just had uh, Saints and Sinners drop, right? Yeah, which is great. Obviously, we did the the we did a sponsored uh, stream for it or whatever. But even before that, everybody told us it was great, and I really enjoy it. So I have a code for this. Obviously, embargo, but I haven't played it either. Uh, it was that thing. I got it. I was like, all right, cool. And it was just that thing of like like we talked about earlier. It's hot in the in San Francisco again, and it's like oh whatever. And I yeah. like it's like I don't really feel like dragging out the VR and doing the thing right now for it, which is totally the downside of vr where it's just like i don't want to get into all that you know and then the opposite like actually you see it i guess over there in my shot right like i just got the quest 2 and it's like you know so easy to turn that on and be ready to go and into a game or whatever so then for vr playstation vr of like oh man it's like through the wrong pass through or i've got a secondary ps4 that i've hooked it up to but that isn't updated and yeah it's like it's totally not the game's fault at all even though i'm so lapsed on the walking dead tv show that i like norman reedus being in this and stuff is like oh cool like whatever but no, I'm not hankering for another Walking Dead game right now, but that's just me. Yeah, it's it shocks me that this is coming out so soon after Saints and Sinners. Yeah, like it feels like somebody miscalculated something there, or like two teams <laughs> weren't communicating. They're like, "Wait, you're also working on a PSVR game?" Oh um, shit! And yours is at first. <laughs> oh shit! Only like three months apart. Damn. Um, but yeah, there you go. If that if that's your bag, it's out Tuesday. And then lastly, uh, Warsaw is coming out for PS uh, PS4 on Tuesday, September 29th. Uh, Warsaw is a challenging World War II turn-based tactical RPG taking place in a war-torn city and sporting beautiful hand-painted graphics. Use everything at your disposal to help a team of accidental heroes survive the onslaught in their home city and overcome tremendous odds stacked against them on the streets of occupied Warsaw of 1944. It kind of it gives me like a weird... Uh, um, what was the EA original game that took place during World War I? Valiant Hearts. Valiant. It it strikes because it does almost look like, like Valiant Hearts. Yeah. Valiant Hearts and like Darkest Dungeon had a baby. Is kind of what it, it strikes yeah. me as. Um, 
but yeah, it looks cool. Like I really like the art style of it. Uh, and so if that sounds like a game you're into, boom, Warsaw out today for listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, lastly, I want to get into some PlayStation updates. Uh, number one, over the weekend, in case you missed this, Yoji Shinkawa did some really dope art for uh, The Last Swiss Day uh, that was going on over the weekend. Um, of course, Yoji Shinkawa, art director behind the Metal Gear Solid series, works with Kojima a lot. Uh, you probably recognize his art if you see it. Mm-hmm. But in case you missed it, I wanted to point this out on this show because, of course, it's the PlayStation show. Uh, yeah, he did like this cool art with uh, featuring uh, Ellie, Joel, Abby, and like, you know, so awesome. looks fantastic. It's really awesome. Yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, and then number two, uh, I want to point out Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, the game Fahrenheit. I was I almost said Fahrenheit like 15 or whatever because there was like a book back in high school. That's Fahrenheit, not the I name. 451. I know it was 451. Thank you. I was like, oh yeah, 451. But the way the headlines written, it's Fahrenheit 15th anniversary edition. Uh, fiscal release is coming to PS4 in Europe and Australia. Uh, I'm pulling from Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. Meridium Games is collaborating with developer Quantic Dream to manufacture and distribute a physical version of Fahrenheit 15th Anniversary Edition for the PS4 in Europe and Australia. This version of of Quantic Dream's classic thriller will will hit store shelves on an unspecified date in November for the price of €24.99. Fahrenheit 15th Anniversary Edition will come packaged inside a specially created case and sleeve. Within the box itself, customers should find a printed art book, a set of stickers, and a special note from the crew at Quantic Dream. Um, and I just want to say, please bring this to the U.S. Because I am interested. I feel like I'm one, the, I'm one of the few people. Are, did you did you dig Indigo Prophecy back in the day? No, I never played it. And so I, that I, was the thing is I, I didn't, you know, David Cage and Quantic Dream and all that jazz wasn't on my radar. So heavy rain. Like I had heard of all the other stuff, but never played it. And so like. I'd love a chance to get into all that. Yeah. I, for some reason, played and dug this game. Like, I, like I'm i really into uh, Indigo Prophecy and the idea that they're doing a 15th anniversary edition. Um, seems cool to me. And I want them to bring it to the U.S. And so, please do. Please do. Uh, and then lastly, this is another, like, in case you missed it kind of thing. Uh, there's a Metal Gear Solid rumor. I'm, I'm pulling this from Push Square's Robert Ramsey, who writes... Metal Gear Solid, the PS1 classic, is being remade again, and it's coming to PS5 and PC. This is according to YouTube channel Red Gaming Tech, which has been known to provide some accurate leaks in the past, although they, although they specialize in hardware information rather than software. Still, according to their source, a source that apparently has a 100% track record up to this point, this is supposed... This is... Or this supposed Metal Gear Solid revival is a full remake, not just, not just some kind of port or remaster. The source also states that Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and 4 are also all being uh, re-released, but it sounds like they're set to be remasters rather than full remakes. It's unclear whether they're coming to PS5 as well or whether they're just targeting PC. And this, this all came out before even the games were announced for PC for God yeah. uh, late last week. Um, and so cool. Like, take it all with a grain of salt. Of course. God, I hope it's true, though. Bless. Same. I, and I, and I, this is we, you know, we went around the the uh, the bench, the block with this uh, last week on Games Daily, uh, and it's one of those where I hope there's enough smoke that there's actually fire on this because obviously we've heard for so long uh man playstation's talking konami and they're trying to get Silent Hill. Oh, they're trying to bring back Silent Hills. So they're trying to get Metal Gear, and you know, you look in, in a week where Microsoft buys Bethesda. And it's this crazy juggernaut of a move and, you know, so different than what PlayStation's been do- up to. You can toss an Insomniac, but we both know that there's more stuff happening at Bethesda than Insomniac. 
you get to this thing of, man, is this how PlayStation competes and keeps going this way? Where it is this idea that, yeah, all right, Square, Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 7 remake, let's have those be console exclusive with us. Let's help you make those. Let's get that going. And so then to go to Konami, who is never is doing well, is not you know making their pachinko machines and everything else, go to them and be like, hey license us the ip and let us make the game and you make so much money off of this as well plus we get a reason for people to buy the playstation 5 and you know in the same breath you talk about final fantasy 7 that's a game that's synonymous with playstation the original playstation metal gear solid is synonymous with the original playstation and so i don't know how much of this is true i definitely know someone inside of playstation has started this conversation whether this is really part of it whether it's something got shot down internally whether it's ever made it to konami Someone is thinking about how great this would be to do that, to have this actually happen. And that I think would be so fucking incredible if they could come out at E3 next year or State to Play or whatever, the, you know, game awards, whatever, and just be like, just the codec goes off, right? It's just boom, kernel. And like, that's all it has mm-hmm. to be, right? And it's like Metal Gear Solid 5 or Metal Gear Solid remake, you know, and then a date yeah. for 2023 or whatever. Like that would be insane. People would come unglued. And so, do you think, do you think it'd have to be Blue Point that did, that did it? Yeah, right. It has to be. That's who they are, and that's what they do, right? Like, I mean, because yeah. it's the thing of like, you know, I love Metal Gear, obviously, and I love Metal Gear Solid. I would want to see that one. I'd want to see a 2020 take on that game. So, in the same way we talk about Resident Evil Two, of like hey, man, this is the same game, but with a whole bunch of modern trappings and conveniences. Like, I don't want it to be from the ground up. or I don't want twin snakes. I want you to, you know, come in and make the game uh, your own, but be traditional with it and see what goes on and what you can do with it. And I think Blue Point's perfect for that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I think that'd be a fantastic game to follow up with after Demon's Souls, because I think the question after Demon's Souls is going to be, where do you go from here? Um, There was a question we got a while ago on on games daily or maybe like a week or two ago that was like feels like a lifetime ago feels like a lifetime ago they were like hey like blue point has been doing games from japan studio you know in terms of these remakes if you look at when you when you look at um uh shadow colossus and uh demon souls like in terms of publishing right like both came out of japan studio even though i know shadow colossus team eco demon souls from software um and i i the the question was specifically asking about well, what is the next Japan studio game you want them to tackle? And like looking down the list, like, I mean, there's some games there that they could tackle if they want to, but like the big ones that kind of stood out to me were Dark Cloud, which I don't think Dark Cloud really fits in that, that, um, uh, it doesn't fit in when you talk about, yeah, they just did Shadow Colossus in DSL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're doing Dark, Dark Cloud. Cloud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll love it. I would go crazy about it. And like, sure, sure. You know, I, I'd, I'd flip out. But I don't think that necessarily makes sense. And then, like, the other one that hops out is, like, Eco, which is another one that I don't think necessarily makes sense for that natural progression unless they are trying to do, like, a, hey, yeah, we're doing Eco so that we can now build up towards Shadow Colossus 2 or something like that. Um, but, like, Melagor Solid would be such a great, like, one, two, three hit that uh, would put them on another echelon. Like, Tim was kind of talking about how, yeah, like, Melagor Solid would make would turn Bluepoint into a an S-tier sony studio you know and I, sure. I that'd be cool like i'd be all about that i think i think everybody would be all about that hopefully ladies and gentlemen we ask you to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can be part of the show and write in for a little segment we call trophies and chill where we look at your psn profile uh today tavin boffle wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games with his psn name and says 
just got my 50th platinum trophy in my favorite game of all time parentheses and the best game in the series no cap greg metal gear solid 3 snake eater my my exposure to kind of funny sparked my love for trophy hunting something i kind of liked before but fell into deep when i became a best friend some of the plats i'm most proud of are metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain the witcher 3 wild hunt the mass effect trilogy and doom 2016 also if you can find it platinum 49 uh, is probably good for a laugh because oh boy that was not worth it oh i'm interested to see then i like this that tavin puts in up next to plat ghost of tsushima last of us part two sly two and three persona five royal and avengers parentheses if i can get a squad rolling somebody hit me up if you want to hit him up uh tavin's psn name is tasman1220 that's t-a-z-m-a-n-1-2-2-0 all one word we have the trophies pulled up on our friends site here psnprofiles.com as you can see tasman uh one two two zero level 25 in psn trophies 5428 trophies 50 platinums on the nose uh his 50th being metal gear solid uh, 3 snake eater and then 49 terminator salvation Yes, Terminator Salvation, not worth it. Uh, but I do have that Platinum as well. I'm proud of you for doing it. Then we get into Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect. You did them all in a row. Very cool. Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 3, Lego Star Wars, Force Awakens, Control, Fallen Order, Sly Cooper, Odyssey, Witcher 3, Resident Evil 2, Spider-Man, Rocket League, uh, God of War, Fractured But Whole, Horizon Zero Dawn, Doom, Lost Legacy, Batman Arkham City, Batman Arkham Knight, Minecraft, Lara Croft Go, Uncharted 3, Hitman Go, Wolfenstein The New Order, Arkham Asylum, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Uncharted 4, Batman the Telltale series. Uh, man, I'm, I was in my head, I was like, I will read to the next garbage trophy. They're like garbage plaque because you have Terminator Salvation, right? And I guess you have the, the but like these are all great games. These are Arkham Asylum, yeah. like I said. Yeah, these are this is a really good list of games here. Fan of Pain, uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Now hey, I'm just go, looking. All right. Lara Croft Go. It, it, all the right. GoPro. The GoPro got severed in here. Ratchet and Clank on P on Vita. Sorry. Uh, first one ever you well, that's interesting. First platinum you ever did was Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Huh. Interesting. Then Infamous Second Son, Last of Us Remastered. Last of Us Remastered. Fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good one. Good one. Huh. Yeah, what, this is a good what, list. Where did he play Metal Gear Solid 3? Did he play like the HD collection? Uh, yeah, you would have to, right? Okay. I was trying to figure that out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm clicking back to, uh, yeah, PS3. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This is a great li- list, Tavin. Oh, yeah. Like, good on I appreciate your next up. Pl- I, like, I like that you're giving me your next up for Platinums here. Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, Sly, Persona 5 Royal, Avengers. Avengers, that's a hunt. We're all on it right now, right? Aren't we blessing? Oh yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely going to the uh, going for the Avengers plat right now. Very close too. All I need, I just need those those polychromes, polychorons, po- polychorons. Yeah, big part of the MCU. I'm surprised you don't remember their name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's PSI Love You XOXO episode 39. Remember, we record this show live every Monday afternoon on Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, where you can go right now to, of course, get the show ad free. But you can more importantly write into the show and get it with the exclusive post show we're about to do. However, if you're not on Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, no big deal. You can watch the show each and every Tuesday, 6 a.m. YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Uh, like I said. Post show to do patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Blessing, you were fantastic today, and your hair still looks fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. You were fantastic too. It is Thank very you. hot in San Francisco. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, that. have you bought a fan yet for your house? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I have a fan that's sitting literally right here and it's been blowing yeah, me on me. Uh, you barely make a big boy fan. You need a big boy fan. How big is your fan? Show me your fan. It's it's gonna be a little fan. I already I can tell. Yeah, it's this guy right here. Oh no, yeah, I see no, yeah, you need a big boy fan. I got this. I got this Honeywell tower. Oh, that's yeah. action right see, there. That's what I need. That's, that's what, what you I need, need right there. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Amazon, baby, they're never sold out on Amazon. That's not true. They get sold out on Amazon too. Nah, never. I got a little remote control back here too, bus. I can take it off. Sounds Whoa. like a work. Do whatever I want with it. Sounds like a work expense, you know. <laughs>